Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming at you from SideQuest Studios, this is episode 71 of The Simpsons Index. Hello, I am your host, Elliot Terranil, and joining me this week is BT Calloway. That's me. And Phil Calloway. Also me. That is them. How are we doing, guys? Pretty good, thanks. I am well, thank you. Awesome. And yes, we're here. We're doing The Simpsons Index, which is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the catch is that each episode comes from a different decade. And starting out tonight, we watched an episode from one of my favourite HD seasons, Season 21, Episode 14, Postcards from the Wedge. This was first released in March of 2010, and it was written by Brian Kelly in this episode. Bart starts doing bad at school, and Marge and Homer start fighting amongst themselves about how best to parent him. And then they stop doing that when they realise, hey, we should be fucking. (laughs) And then Bart gets their attention with a big stunt involving an old subway station found in the bottom undergrounds of Springfield. Guys, what did you think? Meh. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little split on this one. It has one of the more interesting plots and actually treads some ground we've kind of not gone to before. But yeah, it really doesn't do a lot well with it, which is a shame. It has a really good setup. Like, this is one of the few Marge-Homer arguments that really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, an argument adults would have instead of just being, oh, Marge, I quit my job and I bought a llama farm. Yeah. You know, something like yeah, that. What which is What's that? Um, uh, that's from season 28 episode... No, no. <laughs> that doesn't exist. If you scare me again. Like, Jesus, this guy knows too many episodes. Yeah. But yeah, so it has that good setup with him actually having a decent reason to argue. And then you get into an extra plot line with the train and then they're getting along mm. you're like uh, where are we going with this so plot wise it's nearly really good there are a couple of big missteps i feel and then there's not quite the laughs like the most i got out of this one was like a heh. yeah i'd say this one reminds me you know we talk a lot about oh my god this feels like such a first draft script it's so awful this one feels like a first draft script but like not a bad draft like, yeah maybe <laughs> maybe like a second draft where they got a lot of the plotting right and a lot of the ideas right but then didn't shoot around the table for jokes or... Yeah, it's, ah, it's, it's, yeah, a, it's it was, a shame. There's a really good setup here. It was, and I kind of thought by the end of third or potentially the fourth act, it was, would have been a really good start off for what could have been a first act and then they would have explored the whole tramway or the subway yeah. system thing. That kind of was like... Yeah, that felt like that was going to be an entirely new plot. And yeah. then it was, no, no, it's still the old one. We're just kind of very weakly tying it back. Yeah, it didn't really make any sense. And I kind of thought the plot was pretty good and the premise was good. And I think you're right. It just like it didn't feel fleshed out. Like there wasn't really any great jokes in there. And I felt like they could have done a whole lot more with discovering the subway because mm. Bart finds it. Milhouse knows of this disused subway because he got kidnapped by the mole people one time. <laughs> and then three minutes later on, where Bart's destroying the entire city with the subway, which I'm curious about how that works, yep. leaves a note and says, Bart's destroying the city with the old subway. And Homer goes, oh, I'll drive to exactly where that is. Mm. And he know, like this, this old abandoned thing <laughs> yeah. that nobody knew about. To be fair, it, the, the note also comes with a map. Nope, it comes with a subway map, ah, which yeah, is not true. maps of where the subway stations are. That is just true. Yeah, it might have some context to the above ground, but I mean, we don't know. It did. It was kind of rushed over. And like you said, it's a shame that they didn't sort of introduce it earlier because it's actually an interesting contrast having this tight family small story that's mm. like really grounded and then to have the episode end with raised stakes of a bloody derailed train going haywire destroying the town 
Like, it could have been an interesting contrast, but it sort of felt like they just shoved it in there at the end to raise the stakes, really. Yeah, man. Not in a satisfying way. Just it's so close. It's So close. But, I mean, anyway, for better or worse, were there any jokes that stood out to you? Usually when I write notes, jokes I like or points that I like, a little up arrow, and these are all just... There's no arrows on this one. Wow, that's a good <laughs> idea. There's no ups or downs. It's just stuff that happened. It's just pretty flat, uh, hey? I like that Marge has the uh, thermometer gun in a holster underneath her robe. <laughs> that was a fun little visual gag that I thought was good. Yeah, like, and then uh, she twirls it. and Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, she's well trained with that. <laughs> that was so funny, that scene. Bart's doing that classic thing where you warm up your ears to mm-hmm. appear sick, and then she goes, just to be sure. Pants down. Yeah, and then <laughs> leaves him with the line of, no, your temperature's definitely up. And Lisa's like, how did you do that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but I love that as well, because when Marge first says, pants down, Lisa goes, <laughs> just think of Millhouse. Yeah, that was an um, <laughs> yeah, interesting throw too. <laughs> but to be fair, that's a very sibling ribbing. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of joke you would throw out there. Yeah. But it is kind of weird. I mean, I don't have any memory of parents doing... I don't, I don't think that's an avenue I want to go You were about down. to say that you have no memory of your parents giving you a rectal thermometer? Yeah. Yeah, because they don't. You it's tend- not really a thing. That's really that's pushing. Do. That's blurring the edges of uh, child abuse. If you're yeah. going, all right, let's see if you're really sick. <laughs> Instead of just taking the th- your temperature from your other ear or yeah. mouth, we're going to go straight to butt. Or just knowing that your child's a delinquent and always lies about everything. Or feeling a forehead. That's easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's interesting because it's come up in The Simpsons before. Grandpa Simpson, there's a joke where he's giving Bart a thermometer. Now, think warm thoughts, boy. The thing is mighty cold. Yeah, but he's an old cantankerous git. Of course he's doing that. That's true, and it is tying into an episode with outdated remedies and such. It's mm-hmm. just interesting that it's even a thing. Now we got to bathe the orange garlic before the next full moon. <laughs> uh, Phil, what's a joke that stood out to you, for better or worse? There was a couple of okay ones. There was a really funny bit where... The teacher sends the letter to Bart's parents to say yeah. how much of a terrible kid he is. And Bart's waiting and he sees Homer go through the mail and he's like, oh, credit card offer. Next one, overdue bill. Next one, credit card offer. <laughs> Next one, overdue bill. I thought that was an interesting joke slash comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do like the, uh, I thought that was going to end with a, wait, if I just get another credit card, I can get rid of these bills. But I kind of just let you figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, that was okay. Grinding to a halt to a point of that. I think the amount of times that we've said, don't make the joke three times because we get it. Mm. That's one where you're like, yeah, two is enough. It's yep. like, <laughs> I made the joke myself, which makes me part of the funny. Yeah. Yay, I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> I really like We're a team. How in the shopping mall, they had a Moe's Express, which is a, yeah. a, a tiny little Moe's bar, and he's telling his bartenders, the only thing you express is your hatred. <laughs> yeah, that was a really cute joke. It's just, it's a shame that it got followed up with that stupid fight between Homer and Marge, and, oh, last time you went there, you ended up in mall jail, and that was last week, and you're bringing it up again. Uh, yeah, that, was that fight just dragged on. One fight line I did like, where Marge goes, it's okay if you pee in the shower. Just make sure you're having a shower. <laughs> I do like that. That, yeah. that. that made me laugh. It reminds me of, I think it might even be a family guy joke. A gay person's asking Stan No, it's from American Dad. A gay person is asking Stan Smith, straight women don't expect much, do they? And he goes, eh, just don't pee in the shower on her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> on her birthday. Anyway, sorry, I went off on a tangent. I guess I'm just making the playlist of pee in the shower jokes in cartoons. Excellent. We'll add that, remember to add that to the list when we wear... <laughs> yep, and uh, throw in yep. an episode of Seinfeld as well. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> different pipes go to different yeah. places. He's the shower urinator. <laughs> The only other one I've got really written down was after uh, Homer and Marge have made back up and 
she gives him breakfast in bed and she's like, now I'm going to paste your heads back into all the family (laughs) albums. She goes, see, I saved them. And she holds up this big bag (laughs) of cut out photo heads of Homer from photos. Yeah. And I thought that was funny. Yeah. Such a Marge-like revenge. Yeah, carefully cut them out and then keep them just in case. Yeah, it's a keepsake. (laughs) The joke that stood out to me from this episode and it's coming back to that fight at the mall where Marge goes, oh, every time we fight, you just descend into gibberish and then he descends into gibberish. Yeah. This, I, to me, is a shit version of the joke at the casino. Yeah, but, 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 funny now. Homer, yeah, Homer, yeah, slow yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. think before you speak. Yeah. You yeah. broke a promise to your daughter. Yeah, uh, I, I think that would have been better if they'd led to it a bit more. Like, if he said, you always say that I view her, and they're for Nibelum. Like, if he yeah. kind of started and then descended. Mm. I guess my problem with that is it immediately implies that Homer is definitely wrong, whereas his perspective is he's right. Yeah. And so that's kind of undermining his perspective. Actually, and coming into the next question, for better or worse, what story moment stood out to you? That's what stands out to me. Homer's kind of right in this story, and... They are right in their own ways. They're just being mm. shit to each other. Yeah, and they start being shit to each other because Bart plays them off. And that, that's the plot element I really like, that he's like, I can get out of doing homework if I work them against yeah. each other without realizing the greater ramifications of that, which is something he would do. And yeah, they both have uh, correct perspectives and which one's right is kind of down to the individual. So He does claim that he would destroy all life on Earth to stop having homework. So yeah, maybe yeah. this is a small consequence for him. Yeah. Oh, that was a joke that... It started out shit, but I liked how it came where Lisa's like, fractions are easy. you got to find the lowest common to blah, blah, blah. And then Bart goes, oh, just in end all life. Like the follow-up of, you do know you're a total sociopath now, right? Hey, at least I'm on a path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the joke I liked was, you're going to need fractions to make that explosion. <laughs> so yeah, this episode was peppered with some good stuff. It's just something it, about mm. it didn't stick. Was there a story moment that stood out to you for better or worse? For worse, I'm going to say, so there's a good bit where Marge is talking to Flanders about, you know, oh, we're having this big fight and he's a stupid jerk and needs to apologize. Flanders like... Well, I had a fight with Maud right before she died, and I still regret it. And it's that's very heavy. And then you get Homer doing the same thing. He has a dream at work where he's having a parade for winning the fight, and then he runs over Marge. And <laughs> I loved that dream yeah. sequence as well. First husband to win fight against wife ever. I like yeah. that. His only thing he says while on the float is, "I just wanted to say that this definitely isn't a dream." <laughs> yeah, my problem is then they double down for Marge and have her sitting with Patty and Selma. And they're like, oh, yeah, you definitely want to stick down to that fight because you'll be single and happy then. Massive drag of cigarette and it was like, eating chocolate. And it's like, yeah, you already did this. It was already good with the conversation with Flanders. Why are you doing it again? And in such a beating you over the head with it kind of sense. Yeah. And it's interesting because I don't think that they had enough of Bart winding up Homer. Mm. Like. You saw a scene or two with Bart playing Marge, but not really playing Homer at all. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much well, there wasn't really much playing them off each other at all, really. Yeah. That could have been a whole second act of Bart yeah. just playing them off each other in different ways rather than mm. well, I think there was like three in total. Mm. And yeah. then it was like Yeah, it didn't seem like he'd really put enough effort into it. We've definitely seen him put more effort into other mischief things. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like no, definitely. Phil, was there a moment from the story, for better or worse, that stood out to you? I'm going to say no. <laughs> because it's kind of... <laughs> Nothing stands out. <laughs> no, it's all just petering in beige. Like, I really thought when they discovered the Underground Railroad, Railroad, mm. I thought it might have been a resurgence of something akin to the Beer Baron or something where, like, Bart discovers an entire unused rail... Network. Uh, tunnel network under the city. Yeah. That's an episode in itself yeah. where he becomes an underground lord of Springfield. <laughs> but they just 
drive trains around and then for some reason the trains also cause the entire town of Springfield to have earthquakes including the loose chandelier shop which I do like <laughs> yeah yeah as a sign gag that was pretty good it is just a shame with the whole yeah subway system that it didn't really build and then it didn't really pay off either it s- sort of felt like the stakes were really forced and yeah. even with Homer coming in at the end like I didn't really think much of the whole finding the strength to squeeze the kill switch Mm. in pretending it's Bart and you're choking him. Yeah, that's actually one of my big issues with this because at this point, Marge and Homer are unified again and he's acting against Bart to try and stop him and she's not there. And it's like, no, no, this is your part where they've come back together again. They're agreeing, they're a cohesive unit, so they should both be together in oh. disciplining Bart. And you could have a great moment where it's like, he tries to do it, but he can't do it. And then and she then, comes in. And, and she helps, and they're yeah. both together. Yeah. Just, that also reminds me of, there's a stupid gag. Homer runs down the steps into the subway and squeezes oh. past the turnstile. Yeah. There's a sign that says five cents for entry. Gets the other side of the turnstile, looks and goes, oh, there's a nickel. Squeezes back through the turnstile, picks up the nickel, puts it in the thing, and walks through the turnstile normally. I'm like, that's a shit joke. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. just wasting time. Yeah, and if there was been him and Marge, he could have squeezed through painfully, gone, oh, there's a nickel, squeezed through painfully again, put the nickel in, given it to her, let her walk through the turnstile, and then squeeze back through yeah. again. Oh, like, that's that would have been really good. Like, that would have been a, a nice little bit of teamwork to bring it together, but that was just a fucking waste of time. Yeah. Was, is a very good example of what's wrong with this episode is that they've got that exact setup. They're, you know, working together now. They're both trying to stop Bart. And there's a very simple way of showing both Homer being considerate and the fact that they're unified. Yeah. Yeah. I think and it really works they with the literally story. all the elements right there <laughs> and just flat out didn't use them. Yeah. Because you don't see Marge in any of that last no. scene at all. No. It's like they bought like the first five issues of one of those magazines that like where you build a human body out of it, <laughs> and like so they got as far as the skeleton, some internal organs, and some veins and, and a stuff, foot. and a foot, and then they just like found shit from around the house to finish. Yeah, it. as soon as the magazines go from four ninety five each to twelve dollars, yeah. you stop buying them. So I've only got I've only got two thirds of a Spitfire. <laughs> I'm gonna say the story moment that stood out to me was the involvement of like Lisa's stationery and Lisa holding the secret. I don't know. I thought that was a good enough twist, but I don't think they showed their hand in a smart way with it. It was okay. I think everything else was just so emotionally weak that I didn't really care at that point. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice tag to have them hug and then Lisa have the booger chomper thing on mm-hmm. the back. Also, there's no way that Bart's handwriting could ever be passed as Lisa's handwriting yeah. in any real-life world. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, I mean, I liked the twist that elementary was spelt wrong. But also, that's how she proves it wasn't her. It's like, I'm pretty sure you remember writing a note. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like they're playing a two-player game of Cluedo. You know who did it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it you? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So anyway, play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Uh, Nil. Also nil. Yes, I tie for first. (laughs) Second. I, I think I've seen it a couple of times. It's actually weird because it starts out with this Weird World of Tomorrow, like 1940s Which, cartoon. to be fair, looked great. Yeah, looked it was great. awesome. But I th- that didn't relate to the episode at it, all. If anything, it did mention that Springfield had a subway system. So yeah. it felt like oh, maybe it was set up for that. Okay. But the fact that it didn't fully feel like it tied in. Yeah, it's a super long bo- uh, yeah. bow draw because that was obviously the intro and mm. the subway was the fourth act yeah yeah it was a really long time between those two things and when i booted this episode up in the past it's been like 
oh, that's right, this bit. Wait, what is this episode? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Although I do like when they're like, everyone's driving around, they're platonium autos. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was really a thing they were trying for once upon a time. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I loved how fucked up the past was. They're like, holy crap, nuclear energy is awesome. What else can we do with it? Everything? Yeah, just let that push our cars around. My favorite jokes from both of them are actually when they had Junior's involvement in it. When uh, yeah, th- yeah. they stop by Junior's school to pick him up in with their claw that just like crushes his inside. Yeah. <laughs> I know that, yeah, I do like the cook joke you pointed out where it's like, how will the Springfieldian get around? Go by the subway with all its filthy germs and people are talking to each other and they're passing germs and communism. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you see the little amoebas, the little skull and crossbone, and then the little... Um, Hammersickle. Yeah, Hammersickle. That must have a name. yeah. That must have a name. True. That sounds like a tasty communist treat. Ah, what, one hammersickle? One large yeah. hammersickle and two beers, please. <laughs> Does. It's like a, a boarwurst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be like a little bit sweet, but a little bit savory. <gasps> it's a ham pickle. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> the hamsickle sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Someone call Russia. Quick, TM. Don't steal this internet. Don't you steal this from me. Us. This will be on the Simpsons Index Sandwich Board. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the World of Tomorrow thing was weird. What was the other Junior joke? Oh, because they have this bit come in at the end. And then I liked the joke with Junior. You know, if you want some time alone, you can just flash freeze Junior. (laughs) Yeah, that was all right. I was expecting it to be sucked into space, but flash freeze caught me off guard. I liked it. Yeah, anything else to say about this World of Tomorrow opening and closing thing? Like, it was pretty out of place, but I liked it. Oh, yeah, just because it looked really good and it definitely got you engaged. Oh, okay, where's this going? Yeah, yeah, it managed to look quite Jetson, like very Jetson. Yeah, like obviously yeah. that's where the inspiration came. Mm. Yeah, it was like yeah, the little cars scooting around and the plutonium highway. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, though, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, I would say, oddly enough, Marge and Homer felt the most real, mm. and yeah. everyone else was a touch off. But I think, in that regard, I'd say yes. Yeah, I, I don't think the integrity of the characters or the show is really in question. It's just a bit. It's a bit flat, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, even Homer's, like, uh, stupidness is kind of dialed up a bit. I mean, it's not unusual. Not in a, like, grotesquely pointless way. Yeah. Um, like, there's some things like the gibberish thing that I didn't like, or the groaning contest that they had. Yeah, uh, yeah. When, when Marge is like, <laughs> and Homer's like, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> which is good that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it just went on too long, maybe. Mm, yeah. Nah, that's not, that's not funny. That's like, not funny, but it was interesting yeah <laughs> was it it's, it's a way of seeing them fight that we haven't seen before and yeah. i'm gonna take that because we've seen them fight so many times in so many episodes yeah yeah okay well i'll give you that one i mean all their fight sequences though did have a feeling of like it was dan castanelletta and julie kavner just riffing in the booth though mm-hmm. but uh, how about the wackiness of this episode were there any particularly cartoonish moments i mean other than the shop of loose chandeliers <laughs> it's not wacky as in couldn't happen but i do like home opens the dishwasher and it's clean and he's like but i have a dirty plate and it's, oh well it's just spray tomato sauce all over the dishes and I'm like yep <laughs> there's a uh, ingenious idea that i'd never thought about about getting out of unpacking the dishwasher yep. just yep. re-dirty the plates while they're in the dishwasher well you also live by yourself so there's no one else to unpack them <laughs> i know and then after a while i'm starving to death and there's a dishwasher full of clean plates that no one will touch <laughs> and then the police are just there like Ah, poor guy. Just didn't realize you can just buy more plates. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mystery. He had a house full of plates and nothing to eat off. <laughs> Other wacky moments, like uh, mostly it's going to be about the subway and the town crumbling and stuff. And I don't know, should have Bart been able to just like flick a switch and the train rolls? Is that how trains work? Not really. <laughs> 
I think that's, a, that's okay for like a, yeah. that's how it worked. I, just, yeah. I, I have more issue with the subway then causes earthquakes in the town. Yeah, I'm kind of on the presumption that's why the subway system was shut down. It was somehow causing seismic. It's still a stretch, but... Either it was an enormous train. Yeah. I don't know. I have uh, issues with that. Um, I will say, Wackiness, Bart's aim with a slingshot and a razor is insane. <laughs> Fires yeah. through a closing door with enough force to shatter the glass around the fire alarm and press the button. And a razor's just That's bounce amazing. off shit, man. Yeah. yeah. The little pink ones can be quite hard, but I don't think they're that hard. Not that hard. There was a good wacky moment where Bart and Milhouse decide to soak Principal Skinner in sugar water <laughs> while he's sitting in his hummingbird observing place uh, and then he gets attacked by a thousand hummingbirds I did like his ah their little tongues are like tiny knives <laughs> no I really dug that little hummingbird prank there was another good one at the start actually where Bart's trying to figure out a way to get out of um, having this diorama and then there's a hurricane on the horizon and he's like Ooh! and then it just Goes gets sucked up into the cloud yeah I wrote Dang down uh, tornado don't <laughs> oh nice Ooh. I wrote down Tornado Disappears, but I like yours better. Thank you. Hurricane uh, Not. I do like Ma- Martin's... <laughs> Hurricane. I do like Martin's <laughs> diorama, though, where it's, he's got... I, I did like that. The entire awesome. history of uh, the... Um, I can't remember the type of Native Americans. Oh, Hopi? Hopi Indian? Is that what it yeah, I think so, maybe. I think so. Sorry if we're offensive. <laughs> we just don't know things. Uh, which then concludes with him getting an A for the very report uh, on the diorama. Yeah, yeah. And then Mrs. Crawford does actually walk up and hand him an A. Yeah. A giant A. I do like, he's like, ah, there's a showman in town, but the chief hasn't read the uh, contract properly. And you just see the chief like just escalates into like the back of a cart with a cage on it. Yep. Yeah. That's so sad. But, you know, it's horrible American history is mm-hmm. so true. But yeah, that whole bit with the A and Mrs. Crabapple handing him the A that looked like exactly the one, like they didn't draw too much attention to it. No, again, it was um, there and you got a little <laughs> yeah, you get to see it, yeah. I do like that it's just a giant letter A. Mm-hmm. But in an episode that's all about family and fighting, how was the heart? Yeah, see, that's my problem. It's not quite there. Yeah, not much. Yeah. There's an interesting take on Bart wanting to be caught and not like not enjoying being bad because the parents aren't paying attention ca- to uh, him yeah, paying and attention that's how really care. Yeah, he really gets the kick from getting the attention. Yeah, but even that, was like like it's a new thing for him, kind of, but... We've tried to tread this before. I mean, take, like, the Bonestorm episode where Marge just kind of stops caring about all the things he does, and he's like, oh, I feel really empty now. Yeah, so it's like, it wasn't new, similar. but... I, don't know. I thought, yeah, Marge and Homer, they kind of felt pretty true. Mm, I think, yeah. yes, again, this was just a realistic argument they were having. Yeah, I do like the line, we can't let Bart tear us apart. He's the reason we got married in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then they have, like, some really cute makeup moments. and Oh, the um, one where they decide to make up while they're both in a car each at the stoplight and they get out and kiss. And the Chief Quimby turns up and yeah. puts witches hats around him and then just hugs. Yeah, I like the witch's hats idea of, like, hey, on, they're having a moment, everyone shut down traffic. Yeah, but yeah. then he starts hugging them, you know, like, that... Bit you lost me on. I wrote down my note for that was all just question marks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and the other moment where they're knitting on the couch and Homer's like, I love watching <laughs> you knit. It's like trying to download pictures from our old dial-up internet modem. Actually, that was pretty funny. I did like that as just a joke about knitting because he's slowly, slowly <laughs> seeing something being put together. Yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yep. And for those of us who are alive for dial-up, oh, we remember. Yeah. yeah. And oh. if you weren't alive, well, watch this episode and you'll hear Homer make lots of dial-up internet sounds. Yeah, which I could have done without. Just the joke was good and they kind of went to that. Yeah, uh, it kind of makes it worth it when Marge goes, um, we're having a real conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
Um, the kind other of. the other good makeup bit where Marge comes out of the bathroom with a rose in her cleavage, and I was like, <laughs> Marge, I don't want to ruin the moon, but you've got to oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, there were some really cute moments there. It's just a shame that it wasn't brought home or yeah. I felt thumps, but no bumps. No, and like figure out what's bigger there. Either, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right us in. But, <laughs> didn't we have a Twitter poll once? The thumps or the bumps? Yeah, I think the thumps <laughs> one as well. <laughs> yeah, that was yours because I say the bumps and you say the thumps. Right. <laughs> Idiots. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Simpsons Index. <laughs> What what do we get up to next? Or follow, follow us in life. We're people. You can just follow behind us. Stalk us. <laughs> Come to my work. Yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Not for jokes. I would be interested in watching it again just to kind of figure out where it went wrong or what's kind of off about it. I'd be interested to investigate it a bit more. So there's okay. a weird reason to want to rewatch it. But again, if I'm sitting down, I'm comfy and it's on, I'm not leaving. So, yeah, yeah I think that'd be the only time I'd watch it. But when you said it first, I was like, no, I wouldn't because I can't think of a reason why. Mm. And I think watching it again for the thought exercise of mm. why isn't this a good episode isn't yeah. a good reason to Or what watch could it. you do differently? Well, it's the reason I like to dive into no, some No, it's, episodes, it's yeah. a reason, yeah. but I wouldn't say that that's a good reason yeah, to no, watch fair. something. Yeah, look, I might watch it again, especially as part of a playlist. Like, what playlist do you think this one belongs in? Uh, Marge Homer Arguments is pretty Being in the yeah. shower. Being in the shower. School is destroyed. Oh, Bucket's yeah. homework? Yeah, yeah. Bucket's yeah. homework blues. Yep. Yeah, definitely tie this in with Bart gets an F and all that. Public uh, transport. <laughs> yep. Yeah, tied in with monorail. Train terror. Yeah, terror on the rails. <laughs> so, BT, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Oh, there's plenty. I'm not too sure where exactly to make those cuts and yeah. sew those bits together, but just my main one is going to be bring Marge into that final scene where Homer's stopping the train because she really should be there. It feels like it feels very empty that she's not. It's like yep. that really obvious setup. You're like, okay, and she's going to run in and help pull the brake closed. And it's like, nope. Like, oh, you missed like a really, really obvious bit right there, guys. Oh, and especially when Homer goes to the control room and there's three doors. One says control room. One says men's. One says women's. Yeah. And he opens the women's toilet first and he goes, oh, there's a couch in here. So it's not like they weren't thinking the word women or ladies at the same time. <laughs> they were like, oh, if only we had a woman lady to be in this scene. Uh, maybe they were like, okay, well... We want to have this joke where he takes this opportunity to appear into the women's bathroom, but we can't do it if Marge is there. Look, guys, we either have to have Marge in this final scene, <laughs> or we cut the bathroom joke. And they're like, we are cutting Marge. I will die before I lose that and joke. And someone stands up and goes, it's not a joke. I told you. I once went accidentally into the women's bathroom, and there was a sofa in there. People are like, yeah, sure you did, Gary. The people have to know. Via <laughs> yeah, this obscure joke. Yep. Phil, is there anything you'd like to change? It would have been good to see the effects of non-parenting on Bart, for better or worse, either let him become a crime over slash underlord of Springfield mm. or let him become dirty, unruly, and break away. Like, have some effect for it. He just did what he wanted whenever he wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But literally no consequences. Yeah, the only reason he came back is he decided he didn't want that. It was... Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't, oh, I actually do need discipline. It's more, oh, I want to go back to the way things Yeah, were. he literally didn't yeah. learn anything. He did it because he wasn't getting attention from his parents. Mm. And he didn't even go oh, that's what I actually want. I don't have to destroy the school. I can hang out with my parents instead and play fucking Scrabble or something. Well, obviously not Scrabble. It's too hard for him. Yeah, yeah to him to realise that he enjoys the simpler moments with his family and having a big set piece like a subway disaster is perfect for that. Yeah, or if you just go, Mum, Dad, I've found this great subway. Let's make this our family play area and they can have like a little Simpsons train and drive around. Yeah. Or the other thing, like... 
if he sets off the prank with the subway car and gets out of hand, gets out of his control very quickly, and then he has to go to Marge and Homer mm. directly rather than yeah. this whole letter thing with Lisa that doesn't yeah. really pan out anyway. Yeah, because that's like a confession of, yeah, I actually do need you guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that comes to what I'd change is that I'd just tighten the nuts and bolts of this thing a lot mm. better. All right, well, BT, any other notes about this episode before we wrap this up? My last is the Itchy and Scratchy episode, Mouse MD. Really like the setup. Again, just didn't work. Yeah, it's a shame because HD and teens Itchy and Scratchy bits tend to go on a bit too long, and I think that was yeah part of the problem with yeah, this one. Two jokes just, too many. Yeah, he just cuts off Scratchy's legs. I like and that then, he has to like go back to the drawing yeah, board. Yeah, I like that bit, but obviously that'd have been the bit like they kind of stand there looking at him. They go to the drawing board of how do we kill him, and they just spend some time diagnosing how to best do it. And then, yeah, yeah but it was just it went on, and then he just gives birth to his own head. Yeah, they he chops off Scratchy's head, puts it in his stomach, and then delivers it. <laughs> yeah, I just when you say that out loud, I know that's a lot weirder than what I watched. Yeah, I'm surprised they did it because that is such a South Park joke. Like, <laughs> just. Mm. And also on that drawing board of, okay, what else can we try here? There was also acid enema, which they ticked <laughs> off as in it, they yeah. tried. They tried it. <laughs> I was wondering what that was going to be too. But I think you're right. It was two jokes too many. Yeah. And I haven't really laughed at Itchy and Scratchy for about 25 years. Yep. Yeah. They're very hit and miss. And like I said, they do go on a bit too long, which is exactly what this one did. Phil, any other notes? A couple of little throwaway lines. Yeah. Kabopo, when the fire alarm goes off, she goes, fire alarm, that means firemen. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she sort of just undoes a button and mm-hmm. like primps herself a little. Kabopo's oh. up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when Marge decides to withhold sex as punishment for Homer, he's like, you can't sex fire me, I sex quit. <laughs> I did like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I do like when they had the trains running and there was earthquakes and you see Apu and the, both the switching machines <laughs> are wobbling to their death and he's like who do I shave? The blue bolt tasty or the red something and he's like ah oh, talk about Squishy's choice. Yeah. I'm like is that an odd Sophie's choice reference? Yeah. I think I think it was. I was kind of like that was Squishy's right. choice. choice. <laughs> I do like the dilemma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blueberry blast or radical raspberry or something. Yeah, <laughs> whatever something like it was. It was yeah. Like two essentially Gatorade flavors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With something very radical and nineties name about it. Yeah, Gatorade <laughs> never left the nineties, did they? <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for my quick fire notes. Pew pew pew. God pew, damn that pew, theme song. Pew, pew. I forgot about that until I re- I was listened back to episode sixty nine. Like that's right, we had a theme for this now. Pew pew pew. <laughs> as far as I could have like taken it out. Why did I leave it in? Because um, you're a masochist. Uh, there was a bit at the start with Nelson making fun of Mrs. Krabappel for being old. I didn't really like any of the material that came out from this. It just felt really mean-spirited. Yeah, I did like the follow-up, though, where she's like, Psh, I wasn't born yesterday, and I was like, yep, I know. Yeah, yeah he's like, tell <laughs> me about it. It's like, oh, cold, man. But yeah, everything <laughs> else was a bit... Especially the joke about outdated media format. Yeah. You are, I'm like, mm, right, keep, mm-hmm. keep moving. Yep. Quick Move fire. along. Pachoo. Where Bart encounters all the sixth graders and they're mumbling. That was all really funny. Like, <laughs> was there always one, like, I have an unwanted boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you just hear these little things and, oh, the training bar and oh, I've got an unwanted boner. <laughs> uh, it was just funny. Yeah. Swimming against the tide of sixth graders. And it looked really good too. Homer's line, you're going to be Korean by the time I'm finished with you. Ooh. Racist. We all yeah. know it's Chinese people who are good at homework. <laughs> no, no, no. This week the stereotype is the uh, Finnish. They're the most efficient at 
completing tasks. Uh, I so thought you were going to put a finish pun in there. Uh, now I wish I had. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Take two. Nah, I, I'm going to Helsinki if I make a bad pun. Just, I mean, <laughs> it got worse. I don't know if I'm impressed or furious. I'm furest <laughs> or imperious. <laughs> I like imperious. That makes you sound very regal. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for him. He's imperious. Uh, I love it. Uh, they had a Pokemon reference in here as well. That felt old. Yeah, it felt like a little weird, little out of place. And then Bart was like, huh, "How does this show stay so fresh?" And I'm like, "Okay, I dig that." Yeah. But for a while, it's like, do the kids still play the Pokemon? Yeah. I like how when Bart does escape, though, he does the little zip line with the book. Mm-hmm. I dug that. And then Milhouse is like, here you go, grape soda, shaken, not stirred. And he just opens it up <laughs> in Milhouse's face. <laughs> yeah, I do like the implication that Milhouse just fell for that. It's like, well, he wants it yeah. shaken. What do I know? Shakes it up. Not realizing that's going to end up. I'm so worried about Milhouse sometimes that he's just happy to sit in the sidecar of a tricycle mm. for an undetermined amount of time waiting for Bart to appear. <laughs> he's not even the driver. I'm going to keep this soda shaking the whole time yeah, make sure yeah. it's like really shaken up for him. It's when he what gets Sir asked for. <laughs> it reminds me of one of my, another American dad joke that I really like where they're doing like a semi-James Bond parody and Stan Smith is like, beer, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> they shake up a can of beer and he opens and sprays on him. He's like, oh. <laughs> so what was I expecting? Yeah. During the Maud fight as well, they have this argument about their monogrammed towels. When you use your towel, Nettie, use the one that says NF, not MF. I honestly thought they were about to make a motherfucker joke then. <laughs> I did oh, re- just realise, oh yeah, MF. But I thought it was going to be more like, I don't know, like Something. Blackberry Schnapps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, like, that, like, was, I, that was a bad joke for that mm, one little section. Oh, it should be BDD for Big Diddly Deal. Yeah. yeah. So that just doesn't feel like a nerd line. He'd be like, okay, Maud. Yeah. Biggest issue they've ever had in her their house is when she underlines Bible passages in his Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was totally expecting Ned to go, oh, that's right. So I'll make sure to use the NF because you're the MF here. Oh, right. <laughs> wow. Oh, that would have been hardcore. That would yeah. be good. Like, you can, see, you can see him doing that without knowing the context. Yeah. 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 That would make sense. <laughs> you're the MF here, Miss Finicky. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, playing with the old, what's the Kenneth line in 30 Rock? Oh, you're just a big C word. That's right, a cranky Sue. (laughs) (laughs) I love Homer's line when he's having breakfast in bed. He's like, ooh, I love breakfast in bed. It's better than breakfast in a chair. (laughs) That was good. The swinging scene with Nelson and Bart. What do you guys think about that? Interesting, because yeah, sometimes Nelson is that kind of authority figure. Yeah. So, and I do like at the end, he's like, if no one's getting mad, are you really being bad? I do like the visualness of it as well, where they're kind of swinging in and out of frame and they had each line. I kind of like that. And then as they walked away, Lisa swings into the middle of the frame and just stops. Yeah. Which is not (laughs) on a swing. Where were you? (laughs) You haven't seen her at all. And yeah, where is this swing coming from in this staging where you can't see the frame of it? It was just, I'm going to say I liked it because it was a good way to stage a scene we've seen before in a a fresh way. Whether or not that was particularly the best way, uh, yeah, but at least it was fresh. But yeah, and at least it was interesting and I like, yeah, jump with me and they jump and they do this impressive twirl and then the swing hits Bart in the back (laughs) of the head. Yeah, that's the end of my notes. Guys, are you ready to rank this thing? Pew, pew, pew. Ready as I'm going to be. Let's rank this thing. Oh, shit, I wasn't ready. 
<laughs> on the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it a participant. But if it's good, bronze, great, silver, excellent gold, but for the best, of the very best, the ones that you grab onto your sweetie and you sit them down and you say, hey, baby, let's watch some Simpsons and order some pizza... You give those episodes cubic zirconia. <laughs> and I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm giving this episode a bronze. Uh, I'm being a little bit generous with it because I think I honestly would watch it again for good reasons. It's just, it falls a little flat. But, like, don't get me wrong, listener at home. It's kind of a participant in my eyes as well. Mm. BT? Now, I'm kind of with you as in, I want to put it, I, it is interesting enough that I don't think it belongs as a participant. But at the same time, I'm not really going to seek it out, but I'm also not going to avoid it. I'm going to go with a bronze, but only like just make, just because it's got enough going for it. I don't think it's meh and ignorable and forget it forever, but it's also not terribly noteworthy. So I'd say it's just on the bronze side. All right. It's it's a tough call though. Bill, uh, round us off. I'm going to even you out and go a high participant. I think for all the reasons you gave it bronze, it's not Mm. terrible. But it's pretty fucking bland. It is, which is unfortunate. But it's just, it's so close. I think by the time I watch the next two and drive home and go to sleep and wake up, mm. I'll have forgotten this episode ever exists. Yeah. Unlike the one that I saw the other day on Foxtel, you piece of shit. <laughs> finally saw the one with um, Lady Gaga. Oh, oh really? Wow. And I was like, wow. This is why we talk about that one. <laughs> yeah. So that is a steaming pile of poop. Just yep. aggressively terrible ass kissy. Oh, someone's got the biggest hard on or wide on ladies. Tim so. Long. <laughs> it's a hard on us, presumably. <laughs> yeah, Tim Long. <laughs> Good Lord. That was such a bad episode yeah. from the start it's, to the it's end. It's the Gaga show with the Simpsons, not yeah. the other way around. God, I was, I was, I was imperious. And it's almost like, write that down. That's still a fun word. <laughs> and it's also universal about how much that episode is loathed. Like it frequently comes up in conversations of like what is wrong with the Simpsons these days. Yeah. But anyway, this episode it's going to be a dull bronze all around. And yeah, I, I think that's exactly where it belongs. But this will be joining episodes like Homer's Odyssey from season one, Large Marge from season fourteen when she gets the breast implants. Jazzy and the Pussycats, where Bart becomes a jazz drummer. And Dark Knight Court, where Mr. Burns becomes Fruit Batman. A lot of those episodes are better than this What one. the hell? Why am I not watching these episodes? <laughs> <laughs> They're Fruit. interesting premises that just... Yeah, Dark Knight Mr. Court. Mr. Burns becomes Fruit Batman? Yeah, yeah, and Smithers runs around just paying people to commit crimes and let let him stop them. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's... it's it the... sounds like when they, that, that little kid who was in like the Make-A-Wish Foundation... Oh, yeah, Batman yeah. That, that kid, yeah. It sounds like that, but... Mr. Burns. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> great. And those are the best parts of the episode. The problem is that the A story yeah, is, is terrible. That's not the A story? No. What the fuck are they doing? The other one's just like Bart and Lisa do court at school. Like I'd uh, forgotten that. I mean, I knew it was something court, but I couldn't remember what. Yeah, it's dumb. But yeah, the Fruit Batman bad. stuff is pretty damn good. And just saying, so we've got a little bit of time, I want to start trying out this new section of the podcast called Is This Reputation Justified? Um... So, yes. other critics who have yep. reviewed this episode, Ooh. Robert Canning of IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. He can You're fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Ariel Ponyweather of Firefox News. No, <laughs> wait, no, back that up, because that is the name of, like, a four-year-old Disney princess ideal. No, that This is, is coming from Wikipedia, that so is gonna be, be. That's going to be the name of the King Brony from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel Ponyweather? Yes. Yeah. From Firefox News, even Firefox sounds yeah, like that it. whole thing sounds made up. But she gave it a B minus. 
B minus, you're an idiot. Um, Ariole. Okay, it's actually a Simpsons quote. Lady Penelope Ariel Ponyweather. Oh, okay, so someone has put in a goofy on Wikipedia and is fucking with me, uh, probably. From the dad who knew too little. And the AV Club gave it a B. Boo. I don't think the plotting here was as tight as it might be. Lots of threads were introduced and mostly left dangling. Then you give and it you, a C. You yeah. B. yeah, B is like, you did really well, you just could have done it a little better. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that reputation's justified. No, <laughs> I disagree with the internet. Yeah, strangely <laughs> often and regular. Well, we've looked up some absolute shit piles before that have gotten very good rating. Some of them yeah. have gotten Emmys. Yeah, so. now that's true. Mm. All right, now that does it for the HD era tonight. Now we're going all the way back to season sixteen with Mummy Beerist. We'll be back. Ooh, beer. beer. Matter of fact, I'm going to have one now. Dun, 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 dun. Boom. <laughs> We are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode for the evening, which was Season 16, Episode 7, Mummy Beerist. It was first released in January of 05, and it was written by Michael Price. In this episode, Homer pays off the family's mortgage, but then takes out another one when Moe's bar goes under. Marge, feeling upset about this, decides to take a personal interest in making sure Moe's bar gets successful, and her and Moe start getting really chummy and close. Too close, maybe? Guys, what did you think? I was having a pretty good time, and then I remembered which episode it was, and it got progressively worse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed it. I didn't remember. Yeah. I had never seen it before, so I couldn't remember what episode it was. Yeah. But there was some good laughs in it. The story was predictable, but not mm. terrible. Well, yeah, I think a lot of the jokes is what I liked. It's just the story I fucking hated. I don't think the whole thing with Mo and Marge's relationship built in a satisfying way at all to justify the whole aeroplane ending. And yeah, I think it really weighs on you knowing that Mo already is in love with Marge and has been for many yeah. seasons. Because you, you are sure she's got this platonically and you don't have any inclination that Mo feels any differently up until the point where he outright says it. Yeah, no, yeah, and a lot of it is building paranoia in Homer's head, which is an okay way to come about it, but... Yeah, if you'd been given a bit more evidence, uh, this is a really weak one for me. But for better or worse, BT, what's a joke that stood out to you? I like when they start off in the uh, classy restaurant and there's a nice statue that just says classy. Yeah. That's how you know it's a classy restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) No, some of my favourite jokes came from this opening scene. I'd say the first section before the ad break, yeah, that had all my favourite parts, I think. I love when they've gone, remember, it's a fancy smorgasbord, so don't fill up on all the cheap (laughs) crap. And then he walks up and he's like, bread roll, sir. And he goes, get lost. And the next guy goes, oatmeal. Oatmeal. And he just punches him in the stomach. (laughs) I'm like, that's good. And then, yeah, just binges out on the seafood. I could have done without the whole forcing the shrimp into his mouth joke. That just went on a bit long. Yeah, twice. Good. Five times. Too much. Yep. Phil, what's a joke that stood out to you, for better or worse? When Bart and Lisa start a food fight and they make a scene and Homer goes, you didn't ruin lunch, you ruined brunch. That's two meals. Yeah. And he walks away saying, I'll see you for dinner. Yeah. And I was like, rye grin. Okay. You got me. I've got some other funny ones. I'm going to say the joke that stood out to me, there was a Wiggum Lou corner in this episode Mm -hmm. and... I like that there actually might be a sidecar theme running in these episodes. Yeah, it's definitely a Wiggum so far. Yeah, definitely. Wiggum's like, oh, we got to help this guy out with his marriage. And Lou's like, oh, you didn't help me out with my marriage. Lou, she was way out of your league. I just fucking hate this bickering banter between them. 
That was one of the better, or not better, what was one of the, I say, a mid-range Wiggum Lou. Yeah, at least they sort of got in, got out. Yeah, it didn't, because some of them stick around for so long and just like, oh, God. i got to say, maybe it was okay. I just sort of saw them come up on screen. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I think you go. were mid-eye roll, and so you were yeah, <laughs> on the wrong foot. Because it wasn't bad, it just wasn't one of their best. Yeah. I didn't write it down as a note for funny, yeah. so <laughs> it was... It made no impact. And I don't know, it was one of these like really obvious jokes in this episode, like the other obvious one where Marge is like to Mo, oh, maybe if you didn't swear under your breath so much, and he's like, oh, that's a good point, you bitch. Like, yeah, and that, so that joke had to have the word bitch in it or something harder. <laughs> oh, I don't know, I don't know if the Simpsons will get away with it. No, yeah, but, it's, but it's like, otherwise that's not funny because it's such a telegraph punch and yeah. you know exactly, like the camera literally pans to him. Yeah. He's like, great yeah. idea. And then you're just waiting for the I would have just like, preferred just grumbling. Like, you don't hear exactly what she's like, ah, yeah, what a great idea. Or if that. he made up, right. like, a word. Like, if his swearing was actually, ah, you cumble pup. You'd be like, <laughs> all right, that's fine. Am I supposed to be offended? Yeah. Sure. Well, like, even Mo has, like, a funny way of saying things. Like, he calls her midge all the time. And, yeah. Like, if, yeah, he came up with his own little swear. BT, is there a story moment that stood out to you? I mean, let me have a look, because I don't think so. Um, I think... <laughs> I'm just going to say they spent way too long on that stupid Cards trailer. Oh, the Cards trailer. What the fuck was that? Spent too long and definitely spent too much money. I seriously thought I'd just drunk acid. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> bit because, yeah, they go to the movies and like, showing a trailer coming soon from Disney Pixar, it's Cards, but it's like in 3D and would have cost time and money and you're like, this is a much shorter, cheaper joke. Why are you doing this? Yeah, and especially call out Eddie Murphy specifically. Yeah. That with, was weird. And I yeah. was like, oh, did they get Eddie Murphy with this one line? Well, to be no, fair, what, what year did this come out? 2005. No, that was post-Shrek. So. Well, I mean, that's why. But it's such a cheap place. joke. Okay, we've got a whole cast of cards. Eddie Murphy is the jack, and he gets pulled over because he thought the queen was a king or something. King was a queen. King was a queen. <sighs> yeah. yeah. That was just It so is really weird. odd. Like, they, what they do well is... Spoof romantic comedy and spoof action films. Stick to that. Yeah. yeah. But even then, even, okay, fine, they do this card trailer. Why is it computer animated? Yeah, it's right. just such a and weird yeah, And this break. is the second time that they've done computer animation in the show at this point. Um, yeah, this is the first time they did since Homer 3D that mm. they've done this. But 3D was a different dimension, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah that, that had a point, but whereas this, it felt stylistically out of place because mm. of the CG, and it also felt comedically out of place because it was just this weird sketch show where, yeah, they made a Eddie Murphy got busted with a trans hooker, and what was the Jack Nicholson thing? Oh, you can't handle the twos. Yeah. yeah. Like... Oh, that's... and then the kid walking with his dad, Daddy, I want to be a seven. Ah, oh, there's two over here. Wasn't even a fucking joke. Yeah, but you sound like an eight. Like, yeah, is that uh, yeah, mean things? Quite, yeah. That was so weird. I just really, it feels like someone that was their pitch to like Disney, and they'd worked really hard on it, and they didn't get to use it. So like, well, yeah. I'm gonna put it in an episode of The Simpsons. It feels like someone's son or cousin just yeah. graduated from 3D <laughs> modeling school. <laughs> yeah. Look what I made. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like it's made in. Was it Windows 3D Movie Maker or something? That was a no, thing yeah. many, many years ago. It was In 2005? Probably, yeah. yeah. You could make like 3D animations, but they were all kind of, they all looked a bit claymation-y and shit, mm. and it was a fucking pain in the ass to do anything with, but it looked like that. Yeah, it didn't look that great. And like the problem with Simpsons transitioning into 3D modeling is that because it's such a specific 
2D animation style, and it goes for all cartoons, it doesn't always translate into 3D that well. So it looked like an extra step removed from Simpsons. Mm, yeah. So, oh, the other thing is they did it better a few years later where they had a Disney Pixar trailer again. It's like the same premise, but for what was it called? Condiments. And <laughs> um, and yeah, they had a bunch of skits with that. It's like, oh my God, peanut butter is empty. <laughs> and like, Don't let them put pencils in me. <laughs> and he just like rolls off the bench and commits suicide. I can, I can see you've got a soft spot for peanut butter. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Phil, what's a story moment from this episode that stood out to you for better or worse? I like the gaff with the health inspector when he turns up and they're like, oh no, the health inspector's here. And yeah, I love the bit where it's like, my goes, oh, he's a, we grew up together. He's an old friend from way back. Lenny, you can you stop hiding that rat. And pens <laughs> to Lenny. He's got an entire rat in his mouth. And he's like, Pleh. Yep. <laughs> um, and then the health inspector eats one of the eggs on the bar and dies. I thought that was an all right story point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, the health inspector scene as well was probably my favorite from the episode. Yeah, I do want to point out the two jokes that flank that. The old, our dads used to get drunk and make us fight each other. Remember that time you blinded me and he bought you a new bike? That was a great sounding bike. <laughs> yeah. that was, that was a, actually, that was a really good joke. It was a really good, like, almost blinking your music. Yeah, like, and yeah. also it took me, like, I heard it and I'm like, hmm, all right. Oh, because he's blind. <laughs> yeah, and then the follow-up where the new health inspector comes around, he's like walking around, Mo's going, oh, he's like, so how are we doing? It all hunky-dory? He's like, no, well, I mean, for starters, the body of my predecessor is still on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's <a> garbage <laughs> day is Tuesday. No, that was a great joke. My problem with that scene is when they cut back to the new health inspector, Mo's was like visibly way more fucked up and trashed, and yeah. I wish they kind of kept it the same. Yeah, it didn't need to be ton worse. Yeah, I we mean, know it it's bad. Yeah. Also... His bar killed the last guy. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be much worse than instant deathing someone with an egg. No, that's it. I but- also like that uh, Wigan walks in the bar after the guys die and he's like, kind of like, oh, uh, never mind. I didn't see anything. Just going to back away. Just, uh, bye. Oh, really? I didn't like that where he's like paying them off and everything. And I didn't mind it, but only because I just recently watched Ben Affleck's Town. And there's a, oh, yeah. there's a scene where they all jump out of like this car they've stolen. They're about to transfer from their getaway car into the clean car i don't know what you call it uh, and they're all carrying ak-47s or something and they turn and there's a cop parked literally across the street and he's looking at them and they look at him and there's the moment where there's like 10 seconds of people just looking at each other and then the cop just slowly turns away <laughs> 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 yep you would be like i'm not getting involved in this yeah yeah <laughs> you, you, i'm outmanned out chance yeah just i didn't see we anything. are outgunned outman outnumber outplanned <laughs> But um, And there were a couple of other decent bits with the new health inspector, like uh, chicken skins in the soap dispenser, <laughs> cigarette butts in, in the, the air, yeah. I did toilet, toilet on, on the, the roof. roof was, did make me laugh. Chicken skins in the soap dispenser. I was like, oh, that's funny. And then toilet on the roof. Yeah. yeah I like cigarettes in the air. It's just they're all just in there. It's like the, <laughs> the most beautiful dust. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the roof toilet did remind me of like one of my favorite episodes of Scrubs. I don't know <laughs> if you guys have seen that one, the that roof one. toilet. No. No. Reminds me of a Drew Carey episode. What? Wasn't that a pool table Lewis, outside? something <laughs> terribly wrong with your toilet. <laughs> I remember laughing so hard. Yeah, that. that was. I remember us quoting that for about four yeah. weeks. Later. <laughs> what happened to Lewis's toilet? Uh, uh, Mr. Wick is like coming to live with Lewis for some reason, but I think he's just really drunk. Yeah. Lewis lives above a bar. Yeah. And this is the bit where if you open up this chest, it's actually just an access to the bar. And so he just has someone throw drinks up to him. Uh, so Mr. Wick goes upstairs to go to the bathroom and he just falls down and then you see him fall down into the body because he gets, gets up and it's like, Lewis, there's something terribly wrong with your toilet. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the story moment that stood out to me was 
when Lenny and Carl take home to Itchy and Scratchy Land. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, if you have to tell me bad news, just take me to a happy place to tell me. Yeah, but I don't know, Just it feels like they're just bringing it back out just to remind us of that episode where it was a good thing. Well, yeah. I think my problem with that scene is they're framing this as an actual problem rather than Mo is in love with Marge, but Marge doesn't actually feel that way about him. They're like, oh, you yeah. know, she's having an emotional affair. And it's like, not really. She's not. He's into her, but she's just seeing this as a business opportunity and likes getting out of the house. And, yeah. you know, uh, so... I guess they kind of, they frame it wrong. It should be maybe more about Homer's paranoia or more Homer finds out Moe's plan rather than he feels, because at that point you feel like, oh, wow, he's genuinely kind of being betrayed here. Yeah. yeah. Not knowingly, but, you know, it, it feels like a different beat. Yeah, and I don't think that moment where Marge takes the phone call from Mo after getting into bed with Homer was, like, enough for Homer to build suspicion on. I mean, yeah. he did have to turn his puckered kissy lips <laughs> to useful trombone play. I do yeah. really like that shit. Like, it's kind of goofy and dumb, but he's just like, yeah, holding that pucker the entire yeah, time. Like, well, I better do something with... I thought, actually, I thought that was going to go to a much grosser place. When he's like, yeah. well, I may as well do something with these lips. I was like, uh-oh. And it was so out of nowhere. I don't actually know how I feel about that bit. I, no. didn't, I didn't mind it. Things that catch me off guard, I have a soft spot for. Cause if, yeah. I, if I can see a joke coming, it's not funny. Yep. Yeah, it is just sort of such a fine line for them to walk where it's like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was hilarious. Yeah, and versus what the fuck, fuck was yeah. that? <laughs> Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Like two. Never. Yeah, I've seen it probably three at very most. I feel sorry. I could yeah. have beaten you if I just watched it a few more times. Damn it. <laughs> Make a list of the episodes you've seen the least so I can yep. finally win one. <laughs> you want to watch those? A Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> I avoid this one. I generally avoid season 16. It's That's your cue. Go binge 16. 16. <laughs> Write that down. S16. Well, yeah, we haven't gotten a single episode that got one person ranking a season 16 episode more than a participant yet. Oh, really? Right. Right. It's all just That's participants harsh. and failures. And yeah, yeah, this one doesn't help that cause, I don't think. I don't know. It might, might do okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hating on it. Well, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Then. I do feel like this one, as I said, is, is on a sliding scale. Because that first part, I could have gone bronze, silver. Yeah, i got to say, this one actually had higher highs than the last episode, mm. but the lowers really brought it down for me. But ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I don't think anyone feels out of character. Um, yeah, Homer jumps the gun a little too fast, but... Yeah, yeah, well, it's more he wasn't set up to do it properly. Like I said, they kind of introduced the wrong idea of, no, you do have a reason to feel paranoid and insecure because yeah. Marge is obviously emotionally cheating on you, which, again, that wasn't the case. No, I mean it kind, kind of, was, of was, but well, I suppose I mean she was getting up to that point. She was getting a fulfillment yeah. out of her like, new relationship with Mo and was neglecting her marriage and mm. presumably the rest of the family because of it. So it's I not think up to that, up to the point of the airplane, yeah, they were effectively possibly you could have gone the emotional fair thing, but at that airplane scene, you find out no, this is pretty much just business for her because even though she calls Mo a friend, there's no sense of friendship i suppose yeah she's calling him boyfriend yeah but then yeah then because mo really heavily doubles down i suppose it's climax doesn't fit the rest of the build-up you're yeah. building to something else and then you're you're walking up a mountain and then you're on the rock mountain like, wait a second <laughs> what is this mountain? yeah i suppose like you don't get to see it from well, one of my notes is i don't think we saw enough of them working together or working the bar together like literally yeah there was yeah. the transformation from 
those being knocked down to being the new trendy pub was a blink of an eye. Like there was, I thought there'd be something there. And especially if you're doing something as interesting as and unique as setting up a British pub, like there was way more room for way more British pub jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they probably had enough British pub jokes. <laughs> uh, Do you know what know. they could have done? They could have taken out three songs and put a lot more jokes in. <laughs> That's definitely I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, the song in this is definitely out of nowhere and it's like you're just explaining the plot in song. Oh, they're just and then, yeah, oh, yeah. So bored. Yeah, Stop I mean, singing. at least Mo sort of did a whole, all right, now let's end the song here and just get to renovating. Like, I liked that ending, but the end did not justify the means for no, me. And then no. in terms of wackiness, he destroys the entire pub. That's going to cost a lot more. <laughs> With one hit of a sledgehammer. I know. Wackiness as well. The wackiness. Mm. Um. So, yeah, we had that bit where knocks down one supporting beam and the whole thing crumbles around them. There was uh, the airport chase with the... Mm-hmm. This driving stairs. That's and uh, didn't the, liar liar do it. Yeah, they did. And the uh, also the flight for some reason has an indicator of Homer's car. And I thought when that little blip showed up on the flight tracker, he was going to be on the tarmac, but he's still yeah. in the street. He and then he gets pulled over by the cops. Wait, how did they know and, and have the, a graphic of him? And the blip thing, like it's showing them the airport to where were they going? Copacabana. Yeah, Aruba. 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 And then he's. Jamaica. Halfway between them. I'm like, it's either, it's amazingly powerful, but the most inaccurate radar in the world. Yeah, that seems to be it, somehow. And, and to me, that is bad editing there. That should have been the moment where Mo's like, yeah. <gasps> and then turns around and sees yeah. him on the stairs and Absolutely. then does that whole yeah. confession of his love and everything. Uh, the wacky bit I want to point out that also I think helps outline that betrayal of this of it thematically is yeah. when the cuckoo clock goes off and it turns into Mo's head who goes cuck hold cuck hold it's like that's not what that is yeah at this point <laughs> no like I do like I mean, that, he kind of thinks it might well be. he thinks it might be but also he's just been told this is an emotional betrayal not a sexual one yeah and yeah so I don't know it's, it's and also I do like the follow-up of that's Homer's imagination, hearing the word cuckold, and he doesn't know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of imagination, I fucking love the bit where he's like, remortgage my house to buy a pub. What yeah. would Marge think? And a thought bubble appears, and instead of Marge, it's Mo dressed up in drag as Marge. He's going, do it, homie. I know how much you love Mo's place. For I do for you. Yeah. I love you. And then actual Marge walks in. She's like, what's going on here? And, he, and Mo closes yeah. the thought bubble. Yeah. like That made me laugh. I, re- I do really like jokes where they play mechanics of thought bubbles. Yeah. Actually, they did one in the last episode that we forgot to mention where a thought bubble of Nelson pops up and goes, yeah, yeah. And then it turns out he's just burning books inside the school. <laughs> oh, so this episode of The Simpsons Index could be called Sidecars and Thought Bubbles. <laughs> Wiggum, yeah. Wiggum's Sidecars and Thought Bubbles. Another wacky moment for me was, wait, where are the kids? But why are we doing a uh, balloon race a across Europe? End. Okay, like Aruba's not near Europe, so... Apparently, they're alone in Springfield and naturally ended up in a balloon race in Europe. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It wasn't worth it. And then they just do this vaguely French accordion music over the end. I do uh, like that song. Though. But then they smash into Marge and Homer at the bar playing Captain Tennille's Love Will Keep Us Together. Yeah, yeah. that was so disconnected from anything. It's like they a like, deleted scene they glued back in. But even then, how yeah. is that a deleted scene? Yeah, uh, that's it. They started with the joke, oh, let's have Homer and Marge do Love Can Keep Us Together. Like yeah, it's two, not a joke. Two thousand and five, yeah. topical. Like, <laughs> yeah, that seems lazy. And also, fuck you for ending the whole show on a song. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know how Phil feels about those? You should. I've yelled at this microphone at least four times. <laughs> and a song that's like annoyingly going to be stuck in my head for the next couple of yep. days at least. All right. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel ba-bumps? No. Not really, which is surprising because I should have felt like a little sorry for Homer, but I guess I just didn't. But also, it just mm. occurred to me as you were talking about it before, when Homer bursts into the plane that's he gets in through the toilet, hysterical, fine. Sure. And then, instead of pleading to Marge to not leave him for Homer, he goes straight to Mo and says, don't steal my wife, and doesn't even talk to Marge. Yeah, and it's very... That seems the wrong way to do... Like, you would punch, yeah. You'd punch Mo and then go, please don't leave me for... I crawled through toilet holes for your... Yeah, his <laughs> desperate run to cut them off at the airport was not to cut them off at the airport to stop him taking her away. It's to stop her from leaving. That's, yeah. the, that's the trope. Yeah, it was... Very odd. And yeah, I just noticed. I didn't think about that at the time, but then I was like, hmm. Well, no, it stuck out to me that he didn't really say anything to her as he decided, nope, he wins. Yeah. Like, I do like where he goes, if you ever decide to cheat on Mo, here's my card. <laughs> and his card just says, Homer Simpson, plus size butt muddle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a good moment, I think, to say, uh, look, I may not know your favorite food and I may not always listen to you, but there is no other man who's going to climb up through the toilet of an airplane just yeah. to tell you how he feels. Yeah, that's true. And it's, a, and it's very simple and very quick and kind of funny. And that would have played with, because I liked Mo's response of, do you know her anything about her? Like, that's mm. a good legitimate claim yeah. right there. What's her favorite food? Ice? There's <laughs> <laughs> buttered noodles. I don't get America's obsession with buttered noodles. I don't even it's, know what that is. Is that noodles spaghetti? Yeah, it's just literally spaghetti like mixed in with butter. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Try bolognese. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. Or better yet, try lasagna. A cabanara or whatever it is. Yeah. What's that one from Destar Cantina? <laughs> Penny alla arabiata. Arabiata. Penny arabiata. Good restaurant. You'll need a tray. No, it's a skit from Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. <laughs> he's Darth Vader, but he's gone to the canteen. He's like oh, star. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm Darth Vader. Nope, I do not know Jeff Vader. No. <laughs> make a- yes, do, you, do you know who I am? I'm your boss. You're Mr. Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who is Mr. Stevens? He's head of catering. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yeah, I'll watch it if it comes on and I'm cozy and, you know, got my feet up, got a beverage. Yep. It's a cozy watch for you. That's yeah. a lot of conditions. Bill? I'd and say it- maybe, but I would definitely watch the first seg- segment. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Up to the first ad break, no question. I was really enjoying that. And I think that carried me through a little bit longer than maybe it should have. Uh, Yeah. I'll be fooled into watching it again, but I'm not seeking it out. <laughs> I'll be fooled. You know, if it's already running and I'm like, oh, yeah. Ooh, I see the catering bit. Wait, wait, wait. Where are we? Yeah. And then I'll walk out of the room when cards come on. But look, we might watch it again. What playlist does it go in? Mo mm, episodes? Mo. Definitely oh. redivining the bar. Redoing yep. the bar. Oh, yeah. Bar renovations do this. The M episode that we covered a few weeks ago. The one uh, where he turns it into Flaming Moe's. Yeah. Mentions of British pubs. Yep. Sidecars. <laughs> the sidecar playlist. <laughs> With thought bubble gags. Yep. And Wickham. So we're almost at the end. BT, what would you change about this episode? I think I'd change it so instead of Moe's being rebuilt in a day, it's about building the pub back up, and that's where they bond through the workload of doing that. Yep. And then cut that stupid plane bit. Make that something else. It's just yeah, so painfully average. I think 
I don't know, maybe make it in the end that Marge thinks they're going to do this old British pub, but then Mo at the last second flips and no, goes, no, it's going to be the dingy pub. It always was. No one tells me what to do. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. Just, there's there's better to mine from here. And the fact- I've actually got it. So the episode is about Marge and building up Mo's bar and, you know, spending a lot of time away from Homer. How about Homer's just at this point where he doesn't have either the wife that he wants or the bar that he wants. Yeah. It's changed into this British bar, which is getting more business, but it's bad for Homer because he's He's lost both his wife and his escape from his wife. Yeah. yeah. That could be a very sweet moment. It's like, I live without beer, but I can't live without you. Yeah. Aw. So, and there's our tug on the heartstring ending. There, there's my for the thumps. Yeah. Phil, is there anything you'd like to change? I would put Marge in charge of Moe's, because now she yeah. technically owns it, mm. and she runs it better than he does. She starts staying at the bar more often, as she was. Her and Moe strike a friendship platonic or not who knows yeah uh, but and the inverse homer stays at home learns that he re- is really good at homemaking skills gets along well with the kids and they do like a kind of a reversal where she's yeah. at the bar all the time he's at home mm-hmm. and then maybe they can kind of see each other's points perhaps well yeah and oh, i could be country mouse city mouse they both have a great time doing things the opposite way and then they realize that it's not really their comfort zone and they appreciate each other and then run back to their, back to their home but, but, <laughs> For all you Green Acres fan out there. <laughs> Singular. It's just our dad. Um, Mum, I think. BT, any other notes? Why did I ever have kids? I could have written symphonies or been Shakespeare. And weird. also, Homer even says, jerk ass Homer. Yeah, that was a weird moment of Simpsons being very self-referential there. Or maybe this is where the term comes from. I don't know. No, I feel like it had been coined before this yeah, right, time. Right. Do you remember uh, what he says around that as well? It's where he's like, oh, look after the kids. Um, I don't know. Well, how many cigars is Bart allowed to have? Uh, Lisa sleeps yeah. in the fridge, right? And I know I just paraphrased that weirdly because it was Bart sleeps in the microwave, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I'll stop being there. jerk-ass Homer then. It's like, oh, he said it. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a knowing, knowing reference. And uh, even though I remembered this bit of when Homer's giving at the eulogy... For some reason, Nelson, is it the funeral they're having for Moe's? Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. I assumed he'd had a ha-ha joke and that's why he was there, but it just never came up. Anyway, but I remembered the, you know, M is for Mo who owns Moe's. O is in the middle of Moe's. But then I never realized he says, E is for acceptance, is what I got at Moe's. like, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah, that was a decent joke, but this whole funeral bit I thought was dragged out too long. It's like, oh, Barney's doing Danny Boy. Oh, and then they sing. Another musical oh, moment. Yay! Like, so many times I was stabbing the pen. But yeah, Danny Boy at the funeral, that's the thing you do. And it's like, uh, but then it's like, oh, it's still going. Yeah, it should have been, oh, Danny. And then they just, it rained <laughs> or it thundered or you just cut to somewhere else. The funny bit to me out of this was during Danny Boy... Duffman comes in for a really solemn little crotch pump. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and then and then Surly pops his own top and pours one out for his homies. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that to me was a decent bit, but the funeral scene dragged out way too long. Phil, any other notes? The only one, other one I've got is when Wigan pulls over in the sidecar, Homer, for going 100 miles an hour in a 20 mile an hour zone. Yeah. <laughs> he says, and you're not going to flirt your way out of this one. I was like... Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. The implication is always just flashed puppy dog eyes. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Apart from that, that is literally all my notes. Apart from all the times I've written more singing. <laughs> <laughs> you want more singing, dear? 
All right, time for my quick fire notes. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Keeping it alive. <laughs> One of the bits I liked out of the brunch scene at the start was Bart and Lisa's food fight. Bart going, ha ha, Lisa, I made you eat meat. And then she goes, ha ha, I made you eat fruit. Yeah. That was a good little back and forth there, and then Bart's, like, rapidly grinding pepper on her. (laughs) That was all right. I did like that. Mm -hmm. Decent visual. What I didn't need, though, was Marge's little freak out, and then the restaurant gets mad at her. And then Quimby's like, oh, I'm just trying to have a quiet lunch with my secret family. I didn't hate that. That was all right. I mean, the Marge thing was unnecessary. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know why they had to turn it on her all of a sudden. I think the Quimby setup could have been better of, like, I'm trying to introduce my kids to my mistress. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> why is it secret? Why announce you have a secret family? That's not how it works. And you said you don't have brunch with them. Yeah, that's the reason you have secret families. You get secret. away from brunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Moe's whole roundabout. I've never had a chum, a pal, a parent, or an acquaintance, or anything like that. What do you guys think? I do like that he ends with. I never even made eye contact. Looks down, and then looks up at Marge, and like when he looks up, <laughs> she looks away. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> but the rest of it was. Bit too long. And then, well, he then shouldn't have called the suicide hotline and ah, they blocked my number. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much. Also, how could you, if he wanted to have a parrot, he's an adult. He could surely buy a parrot. You go, like, I've never had a parrot. You're like, just get one. Yeah. You own a bar, you can afford a parrot, I assume. So, I don't know how much parrots are. I don't yeah. know how much bars are, but they can't. Surely there's cheap parrots. Yep. Isn't a cockatiel a parrot? I don't know where the line is. King parrot, you can just catch them in your backyard, mate. Right in AVA, yep. but uh, I can't because of all the drop bears out there. <laughs> They'll get you. Mm-hmm. They just set up like little fake parrots that you go, oh, a parrot. A parrot and drop bear. <laughs> yeah, and my pointy helmet's out for repairs. So. <laughs> uh, the pointy helmet, good for defending against drop bears and magpies. And cooking snags on. <laughs> just put the snag on, walk around in the sun. Yep. Ten minutes later, eat your snag. Fucking Australia. <laughs> Fucking ace. I didn't like Homer's thing of just made it in time. Burp, it's five o'clock. Oh, I'm leaving now. That was confusing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just pointless. That was there for what reason? So he could go to Moe's. Actually, in that moment, he should have gotten fired. And then that would have set up mm. that Marge needs Has to... Has to start working at yeah. Moe's. Ah. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I like it. There Rather we go. than turning up. I like that idea. That's good. Mm. Uh, Bart and Lisa are singing in the story about how to renovate Moe's. Why? Stop singing. <laughs> yeah, first of all, stop singing. Second of all, they're children singing about and a pub. It like... also implies that Marge taught them the word asses and told them to sing it. <laughs> like, okay, fine. They probably knew the word. But I do not imagine Marge is like, now in this line, I need you to sing the word asses. Yeah. Especially you get like... drunk off your asses. Yeah, it's like... And mm. yeah, kids telling adults to get drunk off their ass. Like, no. Like, just, there was no reason that it couldn't have been Lenny and Carl. There's no reason it needed to be sung. No. <laughs> Coming back to the point of the singing. <laughs> you want to know how easy not singing is? Let's make this a British pub. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we can have darts and pints. You know? That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, and even Moe's line can still exist. This place should be more British and less armpitish. Yeah. Which I didn't mind that line. Well, you know, mm. nice hole, nice soul. <laughs> yeah, that's right. From that other one where they change up Moe's bar. Yeah. Yeah. We've done this a few times. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Last time I was here, we did it. Mm. Yeah, and also last time we did the Jacques episode, which this one is highly <laughs> reminiscent about. Like, Only yeah. nowhere near as good. Nowhere near as satisfying. I like Judge Snyder as well. That is a misstatement of fact, but I'll allow it. <laughs> I do, yeah. Lindsay Nagel and Judge Snyder hooking up. Surprisingly good little bit. Yeah, and he's just doing that, oh my goodness, you know, banging a gavel at the same time. Although, between the two of them, there's four beers on that table, so 
Go for it, guys. <laughs> They're in for a fun night. Mo had a click clack credit card machine. I'm yeah. pretty sure those were out of circulation in 2005. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know the states are pretty slow. They've only just That's now true. got chip and pin. Yeah, it's actually, weird. I don't think they even do. I think they're starting. To I think they're starting. I think they maybe got it last year. So How do they not have tap and go? It's no, there were. Weird. When I was there last, there were a couple of places that had tap and go. And the funny thing was, I'd go to use it before they'd say anything about it. Yeah. And they go, oh, no, insert the chip. Oh, wait, no, 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 that's right. We've got tap now. Never mind. You're, like, You're slowing me down. I yeah. want to have bought this already. <laughs> I hated Lisa's whole thing about uh, you say infer, I say imply. That just dragged out so long. And- uh, I didn't mind that as wordplay, but it was only okay because Homer was like, oh, phew. Yeah, okay. He did sell that moment. I'll agree. But then I'm going to have to go home and look up the definitions of infer yeah, and imply. Yeah, I, I, I already did. <laughs> is a, is that sound? Let me phrase this the way the Google search did. To imply is to hint at something, but to infer is to make an educated guess. The speaker does the implying and the listener does the inferring. Well, fuck me. Yeah. I've said infer in entirely the wrong context all my life. Yep. <laughs> Much like the day I found out that it's not intensive purposes. It's, yeah, intense and purposes. Yep. Like, I think it was on this podcast where, like, me and you discovered at the same time that nonplus didn't mean. Still, like, mine. It's still wrong. Yeah. I swear <laughs> that's wrong. Nonplus? Nonplus is like you're, like, really interested. Yeah, like you're just fascinated what? and surprised and just everything. Yeah, it means like, about... was it bamboozled or... Bo- yeah. I'm nonplussed, which means I'm wrapped and excited. Yeah, yeah. Befuddled, that was it. So surprised and confused that one is unsure on how to react. But it doesn't sound like, wow, I just... When he told me that, I was so nonplussed. It's like, that does not sound like what that word means. I like how Marge comes home excited to Homer and goes, look, I learned how to do a bum's rush and just throws him out. <laughs> like, I didn't need his head crashing against the wall, but yeah. I like how he goes, oh, Detroit style. Very uh, nice. Although I will give a quick Jordan's in, O'Connor. To the corner. In the sense that uh, Homer was not being thrown on the angle that he should have hit the wall. Their bedroom is yeah. the end of a hall. He should have been fine. Also for the anal corner. When he got thrown out and hit the wall, there was a clearly sound effect of a door closing and then he just walked back in, the door wasn't closed. Weird. In that same moment, that's when Mo calls up Marge and goes, hey, instead of having stand-ups and sit-downs on our toilet, I was thinking Dukes and Dames. Yeah. (sighs) This is a really shit-lazy joke. Yeah, they do put it the other way around so you find out what he wants to change it to and find out that he originally had stand-up and sit-downs. Yeah. But still not. Not amazing. Not a great joke. No. And when there's so many male and female jokes that you can do, like... Ploppers and trotters. <laughs> I heard of one at a mango farm, and one was mangoes and where no man goes. <laughs> like, that's not bad. That's pretty good. For a mango... It only works on a mango farm, but yeah. I think my favourite is still flip dry and drip dry. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's... Uh... But then well, I'd be standing I'm, there I'm going thinking like... about the mechanics of that too much now. <laughs> Wait, am I a flipper or am I a dripper? And do you just go to the way that you do it? What if it was like white forward, white back? And you just go to the, your preferred method. Whoops, I've been doing this wrong. At Itchy and Scratchy Land, when the log ride thing crashes and mm, the kid's like, This was weird. Again, again, daddy. Yeah. They could have just ended that as they stopped the ride. The logs behind him crash and Homer runs off. Yeah. You yeah. didn't need the other one sits off the end and dad dies. I didn't even mind the yay, let's go again. But then it was just, yeah, that follow up was really, oh, wow, that's kind of dark. Yeah. Just didn't land for me. 
I liked that, though, when they were on the airplane and like, oh, welcome to Budget Airlines, safety instructions are $2, and if you want wheelchair access, you come to the wrong flight. Yeah, that was all right. <laughs> pew, pew. Pew. <laughs> and my final pew, note pew. is Mo's like, oh, take me away, Tide. See, I think if this joke was written these days, he'd have a Tide pod after that. <laughs> <laughs> the Stingray face was okay. Mm. I expected him to end up with a mermaid. <laughs> that wouldn't have been a bad button. Actually. Oh, I should have just taken his clothes. <laughs> just taken his pants. Like, well, my wallet was in there. Yeah. <laughs> and Mikey. Yeah, Tide, take me yeah. away. No, me, me. <laughs> anyway, time to rank this thing. Bill, kick it off. Mm, I was going at the start of the talk. I was pretty solidly bronzing it. Mm, I know the feeling. <laughs> and now I feel like I've talked myself onto a ledge. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know how else I got here. I mean, the fir- I really like the first act. Yeah, and yeah, and it also has four songs in it. Fuck it, participant. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going participant as well. I actually came into this one thinking it was a failure, but no, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was originally. And like I said, it had more highs than the last episode that we watched. But overall, I think it did a lot more worse than the last one did. I'm actually kind of glad I had that point of comparison. So, participant mm. for me, what about you, BT? I'm a little split because I feel like in terms of uh, segments, first one I would have silvered, middle part I might have bronzed, third part I would have uh, participated, evens out to a, you know, bronze. But does the fact that it has a good setup and then it doesn't pay that off mm. pull it down further? Um, Go, what's in your belly? Yeah, hang on, let me try saying them. I rank this a participant. I rank this a bronze. I like you just giving Elliot sound bites so he can rank this however he wants to rank it. <laughs> yeah. He's already got 70 old episodes of me saying stuff. I've made him confess to war crimes. <laughs> I give this, p- I give this participant a bronze in killing. <laughs> All right. Wow. I still don't really know where I'm sitting here. I'm mid fence here. I am going to bronze. Oh, really? I think. <laughs> I said it didn't feel entirely true. I am going to participate. I'm going to participate. I'm surprised. I thought this was going to do a little bit better. But really, that's that's where the feeling lies for me. It's a high participant. All right. Well, that will be a unanimous participant all around for that one. It'll be joining such episodes as The President Wore Pearls, the Evita parody, which that's you would have hated. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be joining My Fair Laddie and My Fair Lady, which we covered yeah. a few episodes ago. Friends and family, remember the virtual reality one? Oh. Oh, that was odd. Oh, I'm think... starting to feel like this. I might have to change to bronze because yeah. this doesn't belong in this company. That wasn't <laughs> as bad as that virtual animal. All right. And is this reputation justified? This episode. I'm bet no. <laughs> this episode won writer Michael Price the 2006 Writers Guild of America Award for writing and animation, making it the third year in a row that an episode of The Simpsons won that was he, award. Was he the only guy writing in animation? I, you could only guess. Like, yeah, come on, man! I've written tweets funnier than this. <laughs> to be fair, tweets are a lot shorter. Yeah, I know, and I don't have Twitter. That was just an exaggeration. <laughs> you lie as well, <laughs> and then come clean. You lie, and you're stupid at it. <laughs> Why must you turn my podcast studio into a house of lies? Because it's fun. Because it's next. <laughs> it's next. It's down one alphabetically from the house of lies, and right near the house of fries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for our teens era. Now we're going all the way back to the classic episode, and we're going to watch The Last Temptation of Homer. 
I don't know what that has to do with Super Mario. I was just in my head. And we are back, and we just watched our final and classic episode for the evening. This was Season 5, Episode 9, The Last Temptation of Homer. It was first released back in December of 1993, and it was written by Frank Mueller. In this episode, Homer suddenly finds himself attracted to a new co-worker and really fights hard against his temptation and in the B story, Bart all of a sudden becomes a nerd when he has to get new glasses, new orthopedic shoes, and a new haircut or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, guys, what did you think? Yeah! <laughs> I can really only put it best with... Listeners at home, you should have seen all the crazy things his eyes were doing just now. That was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is one I spent almost the entire thing going. Oh god damn it! I know what's coming next. I have to write it down before it gets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can that's... I can just sit and enjoy it when it shows up. There's so many bits. Yeah, uh, my entire page is full and everything yeah. is. I'm yeah, not... and we actually have two accidental themes. Oh, do we? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thought bubble. Uh, oh, because yeah. in this one we've got Homer, think on sexy thoughts, think on sexy thoughts. Yep. Uh, and we also have uh, relationship troubles in all three tonight. Oh, I did not intend for that. No, but that's how it worked out. <laughs> no side Which cars? I think it makes a really good... No, it's no sidecars. Could you call oh. an elevator a sidecar? I mean, it's oh, a car. It used to. <laughs> and it's on... She did have a motorcycle. True. True. Oh. Motorcycle side. Uh, well, the other side except, was a tricycle. Yeah, yeah. Close. Yes. So close. <laughs> but hey, that's two unintentional themes. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually quite glad for that, because this is done very differently to the other two, and I'm really looking forward to discussing that. Yeah, this episode to me was amazing, and we'll get into more of the story elements, but just for the moment, what's a joke that stood out to you? Starting with you, BT. Ah, oh my god. <laughs> Where do you start? I don't even... Wow. Um. Jeez. Uh, I feel like Homer hallucinating, reversing the car into a trout oh. farm, and all the trout's <laughs> popping up. Oh my god! You're hallucinating again. (laughs) It's so stupid how funny that is. It was great. And it's time this whole thing of Homer fighting is okay. I think we're in the clear here. No hallucinations, no goosebumps. That first time must have been just a fluke. Yeah, Yeah. and then just whistling down the highway and then pans out, see that he's going in reverse. I just love how effortlessly they put that in. Like one shot, you can see him reversing to a giant sign that says trout hatchery, and then there's just singing fish. Yeah. But it makes sense because you know that's where he is. Yeah. Yeah, But it was set up so well with the previous hallucination with the Venus clam. Haven't you ever seen a naked chick in a clam (laughs) before? (laughs) The hallucinations were great. Phil, what's a joke for better or worse that's out to you. I'm tossing up between two. I'm going to give honourable mention to Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. <laughs> that's yeah. the worst name I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's something that I probably remember I've said out loud in my life a thousand times. Oh, yeah, yeah just saying, yeah, Joey Joe Jr. Shabadoo as an alias is great. <laughs> but there's no way that I cannot say Colonel Kling. Yep. <laughs> Bucky, I've totally forgotten that. Yeah. Fuck, that's so funny. It makes me laugh every time. And I love that he turns into Colonel Clink and he's like, oh, Colonel Clink. And then the first thing he says is, Did you get my letters? Yeah. <laughs> like, as if it wasn't like you're already laughing because it's Colonel Clink. And then, like, you don't even have a chance to breathe in and laugh again yeah. because it's a ridiculous line straight away. Uh, I really like. Even the lead-up is hilarious, where it's... I presume this is like a guardian angel or something. It's like, I've decided to take the form of someone you would uh, respect and recognize. So Isaac Newton is like, so Isaac who? 
Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he has to turn into. He's like begrudgingly doing. It. Yeah, I love he the... thought he should have a character with a little bit of dignity, but no, he has to go to Clink. And I love how he goes, Colonel Clink. And he goes, I'm not actually Colonel Clink. I'm just assuming his form. And Homer like just doesn't care. He's yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> and then just immediately wants to talk about the show with him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love when he calls he. He call, calls mate. upon him later on. And he's yeah. like, what? What's going on? He goes, do you know that Clinch had a, uh, a radio in the coffee pot? He's like, he did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that the, the angel is like absorbing some of the characteristics <laughs> by taking its form. Oh, yeah. man, that, the subtext, it's so goddamn funny. Oh, that's fucking awesome. And so, yeah, that was the guy who played Colonel Clink in the original Was it actually Holmes. Colonel Clink? Yeah, Oh, my was... God, every more, even more magical. <laughs> uh, Werner Klemp. Pera? Verna oh, Klemperer? Verna Klemperer. I remember <laughs> seeing that in all the titles for Hogan's <laughs> Heroes. Yeah. yeah. And that was great. And one little bit of interesting trivia that I was reading because this episode, the recording of it, took place like 20 years after Hogan's Heroes had finished. Mm-hmm. And so they brought in the actor to do this bit. And David Merkin had to remind him how to do the voice because oh, really? he'd been away from it that long and, you know, he's just an actor. This is his job. He doesn't necessarily remember all of his characters. Yeah, but I think it ran for quite a few seasons. Also, so. what else was he doing in between those 20 years? Maybe well, he probably was like... getting old. Oh, probably playing Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so David Merkin had to, like, do impressions for him. Like, <laughs> like this dream it... is over. Yeah. I kind of feel like he might have been screwing with him. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not sure I can remember how to do the voice. How did it go? <laughs> yeah, he's just secretly recording it. <laughs> Are you saying My- Colonel Clink was an early Ashton Kutcher, just pranking people? Yeah, quietly just, uh, he wanted to see someone else do it for uh-huh. a time. You got clinked. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking watch that. <laughs> Dig it. It's a very small demographic, but damn it, that demographic would Also, <laughs> you can only do one episode, because it's the same thing. <laughs> How did my accent go? I don't remember. <laughs> just Colonel Clink pulling pranks on people. <laughs> and then... Pulling a monocle out. It's like, yeah, looking at the camera, you just got clinked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it. And the joke that I want to point out is, and I could write several essays on why this is amazing bits of comedy, but Mr. Burns, the SWAT team have just like, they've just broken into the power plant and this man is an illegal alien. Zoot oh, Troy is a nigger in his apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they go, okay, you have to hire at least one woman. He's like, all right, but I still stand by my hiring policy. <laughs> Duck with a little red wagon attached to him walks by. He's <laughs> get back to work, Stuart. Yeah, and the, then just for me, like calling the duck Stuart is like the icing on that cake. Like, oh, it's yeah. all ridiculous. Work hard to get this shiny new penny. Yeah, but then just having the duck's name is Stuart, <laughs> which like, Mr. Burns knows, and the duck responds to. Yeah, and then like as he waddles away, like in a hurry. Oh, oh, oh boss is on my case. Yeah. You know what? What about uh, they found a Brazilian soccer team working in your reactor <laughs> court. That plane crashed on my property. <laughs> yeah, and then they reference Stuart the Duck later. Well, look, they get along better than all our other employees. <laughs> He's just pecking at some dude's head. Yeah. That section there was maybe 30 seconds from the, the Zutroy joke, the Shiny Penny joke, the Stuart the Duck joke. Yeah, that's the Brazilian that, soccer team. Yeah, that's like nine jokes in 30 seconds. Yeah, it's, like, it's, down it's just nonstop. And all while giving the story weight. Saying, yeah, this you is know, why they're getting a new employee. This is why it's a woman. This is why you've never really... You've probably seen women in the background before. I don't know. Yeah. But it's all exposition, but you're laughing your ass off. Yeah, it's just masterful. 
But BT, what is a moment from the story that stands out to you? Well, what I really like about this one, as opposed to the other Marriage in Trouble episodes we've seen, and we've seen so many of them, is yeah. this isn't about the other one finding out and working to save them. It's literally just the conflict is all in Homer. Yeah. And yeah. I really, really like that because he knows right and wrong, but also he has good reason to be tempted. It's not just a physical thing. They get along really well, and it's like... He doesn't need to be shown that Marge is right for him, or he doesn't have to have a revelation that, no, I really love her. He knows he really loves her, and it's about that conflict. And yeah. that, I think, is great. Yeah, And I also love that you see his family in a poorer light, not because they're assholes or yeah, bad just people. because... They're just circumstances prove, like, she's got a cold, and the, the T-shirt with her face on it got <laughs> smudged. Yeah. Bart's got a sticky scalp and weird head... Yeah. It's the exact wrong day for all of this to be yeah. happening. Yeah, the, yeah, the wrong situations. day that you'd want to go... I actually love my family. Look how great they are. Oh no, Grandpa's chop <laughs> been stolen by a raccoon. <laughs> that yeah. raccoon stole my lamb chop. <laughs> but yeah, it's not through any fault of their own. It's, yeah, just, it's, just, it's just a bad day to be reminded. When, when that... you share life with people, there are just stupid days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's so many lines in this one episode. I would have never guessed, without having watched it, that all these lines came from this yeah. one episode. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, even just on the very start, we've got... Oh, pick me, teacher! I'm ever so smart, which we use all the time. For yeah, anytime uh, any of us wants to like have a word in the podcast, oh, oh, oh pick me! <laughs> yeah, and just I really like. Uh, you mean it ate me noggin? It's me peepers. That's just lovely. <laughs> oh, that was great, uh, Phil. What's a story moment from this episode that stood out to you? I do like the organic way that you kind of get to Bart becoming a nerd, where it's yeah. just like he can't see the board properly. He gets taken to oh, and I want so there's a bit where after they tried to escape from the leaking gas and they discovered their emergency <laughs> exits painted on the door. Yeah. And, he, and he goes to Mr. Burns, I won't bother you with the reckless tales of our escape, yeah. but we really need a, real, a emergency. real emergency door. I suppose we want to order next. Real lead in the radiation shields? Yeah. And he pushes a button and a tube comes down and sucks him up to the Middle East where he has to dance at a table. And then like the next scene is where Marge takes Bart to Dr. Hibbard's and yeah. he goes, you do have insurance, don't you? And like already a tube's like descending down. And yeah. like, yes, we do. And it goes back up again. Yeah, but That's even the great. backup line after you get the guy at the power plant gets sucked off the tube's like, so where does that tube go? I don't know. It was just here when we moved in. <laughs> <laughs> that a bunch of these American businesses have tubes. Just to somewhere. And again, <laughs> in, in terms of quotable moments, we've all gone, dance, dance, dance. dance. Ah! <laughs> Oh, the emergency exit is just painted on. That is just such a genius bit as well. Especially when they all, like, four of them run into each other into the door. (laughs) Yeah, so comically, Three Stooges Mm -hmm. style. And And I also really like the first scene, the opening scene in this, where Bart repaints the teacher's car park with all the spaces one foot smaller. Like, it's well done, it's smart, it's quietly genius. And it gives reason for Krabappel to call on him all the time, which then exposes the fact that he can't see, that gets him into the... Just doctors. dominoes knocking into each other, man. Yeah. This unfolds so beautifully. And it's a simple story. Like, so many of these other new ones are so high concept and have so much going on in each episode. It's just, this one really speaks so strongly of just picking one or two, and, or two through lines. Mm. Just carry yeah, on. And then the adage of when you write a scene for anything, every page and every scene should give something new to the character and promote the story forward. And yeah. every scene in this does. Mm. Even if it's a little something of... Homer discovers that Mindy loves donuts or that Ziggy's getting too preachy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other quotable moment to this episode is, ah, I mean, hello. <laughs> yeah. I guess um, we'll be going down together. I mean, getting off together. I mean, <laughs> that's okay. I'll just push the button for the vibrator. Uh, stimulator. Stimulator. <laughs> for the vibrator. <laughs> I mean, Look, good alternative. Stimulator, line. vibrator, same deal. 
I will get a little bit uh, Jordan's anal corner in this moment. Jordan's anal corner! So when he gets off the elevator, that's a funny yeah. bit, him sliding down the cooling towers, but that implies that the elevator <laughs> went up the cooling towers. Yeah. I imagine it's like the Great Glass Elevator, where sometimes it goes sideways. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The Wonka explanation. The moment from the story that stood out to me, and i got to say this comes down to Michelle Pfeiffer's acting, and she knocked this one out of the park in this episode. I forgot it was the Pfeiffer's. Yeah. It, was, it, it, it was and is. Yeah. Where she doesn't play this flirty at all. No, she's a little bit breathy, but it's not... Yeah, overtly flirty. It just seems to be that's just her natural voice. and She's not Lurleen or whatever. No. no, which is an interesting comparison to this episode where she's trying to lure him away from Marge, whereas this one, they're just, they're two people who, all the writing's on the yeah, wall for she, them. She's yeah. not like a foul temptress or anything like that. She's literally, <laughs> you know how I feel, and this is something I want, and if you want it to, I'll see you in bed. But yeah. she's not like, she's not trying to pry him away at all. Yeah, uh, and you get the feeling that, I mean, you presume that she's not married, but if she was, she'd be in the same predicament mm. that Homer yeah. would be in. Yeah, in, in a way, they're both innocent. Like, I do find it weird that they do kiss at the end, though. Like, I know it's a little peck, but... Yeah, I think because it's very hard to just do a gentle, we'll be friends, maybe, or maybe we'll be pound town in two minutes. <laughs> peck on the cheek from a 2D cartoon, so you're yeah. just going to do that kind of... Because they also kiss like this, where they just tilt their neck up as high as possible and then stick their lips straight out. Mm. Yeah. Which I've tried. It's very hard to do. Also bad on the neck. Yeah. <laughs> Comfortable it, and not arousing in yeah, the slightest. Bad on, bad on the kissing. <laughs> it is a little weird, but I do kind of think it's it's bringing Homer right to the edge of you know yeah. betraying Marge. And I think it's worth going right to the line so then he can come back. Yeah, rather. definitely. Because yeah. if, if there was any doubt of, well, maybe she doesn't really want to, mm. then you could go, well, if she doesn't really want to, then we won't do it. But if she's like, yeah. I'll yeah. be on the other side of this wall in a shower curtain with half a <laughs> Free shower curtain. <laughs> I do think it does a good job of setting up the misdirect with Marge in the red dress, though. And um, that's a really satisfying moment of the episode. Yeah, you got some Barry White. It's great. Oh, darling. Yeah. <laughs> Found a turkey behind the bed. <laughs> oh, the turkey. <laughs> oh, the turkey song. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've sung, oh, Margie, you came and you found me a turkey. <laughs> Every time I find a turkey. Or Seems a like you're infatuated with a woman named Mindy. Or a man named Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, more Homer singing uh, to himself in the bathroom songs. Yeah, I love just these kind of ones. ruining the lyrics as well. Yeah, just smashing them completely. Like, I never noticed he... Um, I, was like, said, I said you Ben Gay. <laughs> I said I sent you Ben Gay. Yeah, isn't that like deep heat? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, a, like a deep heat thing. <laughs> I never noticed that line before. Uh, another part I never noticed before is, okay, so when Homer's written the explanation of what he's going to say to Mindy on his hand, and he tries to say it, it's all smudgy, and he's getting it wrong, and it zooms out to that Mr. Burns Smithers bit where they're yeah. watching the cameras. When they go back to Homer and Mindy, you can hear him say, uh, Semper ex Tyrannus, which is death to tyrants. Death to tyrants. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's what um, John Wilkes Booth Booth said before he shot Lincoln. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I noticed him say, you are an elf. Yeah, I know. Well, because it, <laughs> it, it, it's only like Dear half, Murphy. it's only half there, so you, it sounds like gibberish, but like, wait a second, that's Latin. Yeah. Also, oh. I, lo I love that he calls her Murphy when he wrote the note. He knows the name already. <laughs> and I never particularly paid attention to Lenny's line because it was, you know, number two of the comedic mm. threes. Yeah. What I did, I did because of anger and alcohol. Oh, oh, Lenny, what, what have you been doing? Yeah, what have you done? I am sick of people making jokes about my giant hand. <laughs> uh, so it's it's 
goofy, but it's so damn funny. It is. The thing that I like most about it, he does that thing where you start writing text really huge. Yeah, and then you slowly <laughs> get smaller and smaller as you realize, oh shit, I'm running out of space. Yeah. Also, you don't want to have to write the whole thing on your cartoon, so mm-hmm. you just do yeah, yeah. that too. <laughs> dashes. That too. All right, so play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Not for a long, long time, but prior to this, uh, it was high circulation, so probably, I don't know, like 20. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably be up there as well. Especially because it's like, what, season six? Five. Five. Mm. So I remember when Channel 10 would just play yeah. the first five or six seasons yeah. non-stop. And so I've probably seen this yeah, probably 20 as well. Yeah, it's definitely up there for me. Season five is one of my favourites. Yeah, watch the DVDs a million times. Like, I had even chance to say this might be in the hundred for me. Anything else that's just been in your lexicon, all your regular speech throughout the years? I would really like... Wow, Capital City, the Windy Apple. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just another moment to show how on Homer's level Mindy is. Yeah, that she. I don't does. know. I like I like the subtext that that's what it's called instead of <laughs> the <windy> Chicago, <laughs> the Windy City, or yeah. New York, the Big Apple. It's just nicknamed the Windy <laughs> <Yeah>. Apple. <laughs> I like when Lisa catches Homer singing. He's like, yeah. "Why are you singing?" He's like, and his brain goes, "Tell a lie, tell a lie." He's like, oh, "I've got a part in a Broadway musical. It's not much, but to start." And then it goes back to the brain. And it must be the first time where you see the brain just go, "Bravo!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that and that it. That's it. I'm out of here. The brain's yeah, two yeah. best lines. Um, that was great. Yeah, there are so many quotable moments, and I think we've already mentioned all the ones for me, like Joey Jojo Junior Shepardu, definitely, oh. and. Stop that. All I'm going to use this bed for is eating, sleeping, and maybe building a little fort. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other great moment I love, which is, uh, again, I nearly quietly died when I remembered this was coming, is when Mindy's like, no, Homer, let's do it. Let's order room service and cut to Mr. Bird. <laughs> Sir, so I want to charge room service of the company. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Go forth, my pretties. Fly! <laughs> <laughs> all pl- and Bert burns his face and he just listens to them falling. And I love <laughs> that you could hear, like, you hear them fall for... <laughs> Yeah. Long enough for a monkey to fall out a window. Yeah, and there's the screech of traffic, and he's like, mm, continue the research. <laughs> that's such a good throwaway, but fuck, that's an amazing line. And it fits in with Burns especially, because, of course, he's a evil tyrant in yeah. nuclear plant. So, of course, he's going to see the Wizard of Oz and go, great idea. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, okay, this is the day we've been training for, boys, and they're just completely... <laughs> I do love that he's trained the monkeys specifically to stop people charging... <laughs> room service to the company. I never not for, thought about not that. for anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, all right, let's go. It's the moment we're waiting for. I really like that. It's a quick throwaway, but when at the end, Bart gets his giant shoes off and he kicks them yeah. off and they fly to the window into the Flanders' house. <laughs> it's like, did yeah. anyone pray for giant shoes? And Todd's like, I did. He's like, broccoli, broccoli. <laughs> Just such a, yeah, acute Flanders bit and that they accept that that's how. Yeah. You pray for yeah. giant shoes. Here they are. <laughs> Something came flying through the window. Hey, was this one of your prayers? <laughs> but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Uh, this has got to be the basis that feeling of The Simpsons is built on. Yeah. As far as the integrity goes, this is what I love about early Simpsons is that Homer's not off point, but he is being pushed to his limit. Mm. And I think it's a very real problem. It's not that there's any kind of problem with him and Marge. It's just here's another woman that is spectacularly perfect for him. Yeah. Yeah, and there's not circumstances aren't forcing them together in ridiculous ways yeah apart from the king and queen of energy you've got tickets to a chinese restaurant the, the sexiest, sexiest <laughs> restaurant. Like, can we get out of this no <laughs> and it's called madam chow's but the sign says madam chaos oh really c-h-a-o-s yeah and i was like huh. and then mindy goes that's been the best bill ever. It was so nice of them to make us hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. Which I've never, I've never heard that line before. Oh, really? 
Well, I don't think so. Well, I must have been laughing too much at something else. Yeah. No, but was. that is like the implication that they looked at the menu and were like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have cheeseburgers? Shall long what? No. But yeah, but there's, there's nothing there that's like a catalyst that brings them together or forces them to do something. It's just mm. they, they're attracted to each other because they're very similar types of people. Yeah. No one's an evil agent in this episode. Mm. It's just temptation yeah i really like there's a bit where they get back from the restaurant and i was like well i suppose you want to come in she goes okay and he, and he has his sarcastic oh okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's real kind of like sarcastic like oh i guess this is so easy for you <laughs> <laughs> and yeah just seeing homer pushed to that place it's actually like a really interesting not just character exploration but human exploration mm. like especially because the rest of his family again they're not being off character they're just having particularly shitty days yeah mm-hmm. And I'd like it where they put it in a situation where he could ostensibly do what he feels like he wants to do mm. and get away with it because, you know, they're in a different city, they're on a work trip, no one else will ever know. Yeah. Yep. It's a perfect crime, essentially. And that adds to the temptation. The temptation. Yeah, yeah. adds to the danger of becoming too real. Yeah. But what about some of the wackier moments? All right. We've already gone over Stuart the Duck. And the flying monkeys and the elevator on the cooling tower. Tower, yep. And the fake ex- exit sign. <laughs> uh, I, I, not fully wacky, but I do like his shirt rips open. He has a Marge shirt underneath. Yeah. And then just that exact moment is the floor buffer. It's like, <laughs> that was such a clever bit. <laughs> I know. And uh, between a naked chip riding a clam and the uh, trout singing, is, oh, I knew I shouldn't have eaten that powdered gravy I found in the, in the parking lot. <laughs> in the, like, every. Everything's funny about that. Gravy. Powdered gravy. gravy. Parking lot. And then he was found it was like, oh, yep, I'll eat this. <laughs> I have to imagine that he's just eaten it like powdered form. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not made he gravy. No, he didn't find a stove and add water and all no, that. No. Life's too short for that, man. Yeah, definitely. Just get this gravy in me. It oh. said instant. <laughs> <laughs> I have to hire a chick. We won't be able to take our pants off when it get too hot. Yeah, yeah. or pee in the drinking fountain. Uh, not that I do that. <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> but for the other wacky moment, and I guess it's a fantasy sequence, but it's not really wacky, but yeah, Homer's whole sequence with Colonel Clink flying around lo- doing the It's a Wonderful Life thing, yeah. finding out everything would be that much better. <laughs> I love the Marge's president, if not for Homer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, Miss President, your approval rating's through the roof. Hmm. <laughs> and, um, and I love when the vision's over and Homer falls from the sky back into the box. <laughs> Lionel Hutz is like... Hey, get out of my office. Yeah, great to hear Lionel Hutz again, uh, Phil Hartman as well. That rounds off all our guest stars for this episode. We accidentally Mm. did the guest stars. So how about the heart of this episode? I mean, we've circled the points a bunch, but any particular heart moments stand out to you? Oh, come on, right at the end when he just starts crying and then he's like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, you know, we're going to have sex. (laughs) And yeah, he says... Like you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dummy. <laughs> but the cookie told me to. Well, desserts aren't always right, but they're so sweet. Oh, that's so good. And then when he's like, well, look, maybe I want to. Yeah, I think, I think that's really a great point to hit on. It's like, he's not here because he's being forced away or drawn in. It's like, well, maybe I want this. Yeah. yeah. And then you think about Marge and the kid. Except the boy. Sometimes I just want to, like, I love that bit undercutting the yeah. the serious there. I think I think this episode did a really good job of especially this is where the Bart B storyline comes in, giving a lot of levity to the heart moments. Mm. Yeah. With him just being a nerd and being brought prune juice, he must be tired after his chase. Yeah. 
<laughs> what is this? The refuge of the damned. <laughs> Excelsior. Friendly parts, one yeah. of us. Kind of wish we, we'd had. I don't want to take any other scenes away. I just kind of wish the entire episode was just longer so we could have spent a little bit more time in there. Yeah. Ah, uh, with the refuge of the refuge damned. Refuge of the damned. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, one more scene, one more joke with that that little thing. Mm-hmm. Not that I think this is any of this is wasted time. It's just that would have been kind of nice. No, it's no. just like there's just it's water wall. Oh, yeah. every, something like there's, there's, yeah, there's you nothing scene, you can remove. Yeah, so you lose. Like, I just a whole wish it ran away. for you know thirty two yeah. minutes instead of twenty whatever. Yeah, and everything's so purposeful, and the way that they intertwine the jokes into the seriousness, like when they're at the bar and Homer's divulging all this, and mm-hmm. Barney gives him the really good advice: <laughs> your infatuation is based on a physical attraction. Talk to the woman; you'll see you have nothing in common. Apparently, that's so insightful. <laughs> but I mean, really, if you look at that. So the bar scene is 30 seconds. So there's the Joey Jojo joke. Yeah. Then Homer confesses what's going on. Barney has a great bit of advice, which is then what how Homer then acts in the next scene. Like, it's fucking great. It's two jokes. You hear what he wants to do, and you hear what he's about to do next, and why. And like, that mm. in itself was a joke. I'm just reading this bar now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, three good jokes in, out. You've got two pertinent story plots, three good jokes, mm-hmm. and you know what's coming up. So you know he's got good intentions, yeah. and when it doesn't work, it's because he's just sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we can all relate to that. Absolutely. That's why I don't write anything down. <laughs> and the other one where he goes to talk to her and it's like, okay, got to make sure we don't have any common ground. You know what I hate? Drinking beer and watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. That's my idea of heaven. <laughs> me too. It's <laughs> just like afraid of his own feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love the exit on that. Well, I gotta go. I wanna sneak in a quick nap before lunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'll temptress. <laughs> um, that was great. But yes or no? Oh God, yes. Yes. Yeah. I'd watch it right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're putting it in a playlist. What playlist does it go in? Uh, Romance in Trouble. And what did I say before? I reckon you can't Thought put that. Bubbles. I don't think you could put that in Marriage in Trouble because it's not the marriage that's true, in trouble. True. It's Tem- temptation. Yeah. Then. Yeah. 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 We could go with uh, the Jacques episode. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Barter's a nerd episodes. <laughs> oh, I'm a nerd. So, so am I. <laughs> uh, trips to Capital City. Yeah, yep, that's we do that true. Every yep. It really makes me wonder how far from Springfield is Capital City because Marge gets there quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I assume that that's days, weeks gone by type thing. Yeah, maybe. For th- well, the turkey's still behind the bed. <laughs> yeah, and I assume Homer still eats it, but we know that he's he also <laughs> he, he keeps hoagies for months. So and will eat uh, powdered gravy he finds in the <laughs> he's, he's, not a, he's not a fussy man. That's probably not the first turkey either. <laughs> it's just uh, turkey after turkey after turkey falling behind the bed. <laughs> How good is the room service? We can order an entire turkey. I know, right? How, no, no. And it was only one of the turkeys fell behind the bed. <laughs> Not the turkeys behind the bed. It's like, oh, one of them. One of them, yeah. BT, any other notes? Okay, so when Homer's watching TV and it's like, the mayfly can have thousands of mates and suffer virtually. No <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to a bunch of sweaty women working out. It's like, just do it. Examine your scalp for ringworm. <laughs> and it's like the National Ringworm Association is like underneath the other NRA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that uh, was so funny. And in that bit as well, like... I mean, all through time, there's been sexy ads for everything. Mm. And just, it really does a snapshot of the era where it's all those 90s women with, like, the G-string leotards yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like, like, showing off your butt when you're not showing off your butt. Yeah. Whereas now, it's all just butt. Yeah. yeah it's all just <laughs> butts all day. Uh, and also, when they're at the energy convention, on the desk are copies of Mr. Burns' biography, Will There Ever Be a Rainbow? So, Is that a fact? Yes, I like that as a little touch. That was great. 
Also, thanks for poisoning the planet, jerks. Get bent. <laughs> he just has a brick ready to go. <laughs> there was a funny bit in that scene as well where Hans Molman's selling solar power. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this stuff really works, huh? Oh, it certainly does. Yeah, well, lots of luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then changes the better. Fossil fuels. Use us and no one gets hurt. <laughs> I do love that they, like, they kind of legitimately karate chops Hans Molman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of luck, chunk. First thing they teach you at fossil fuel orientation. Mm-hmm. Phil, any other notes? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, you look at episodes from this era and then you look at anything else and the yeah, device yeah. so Amazing. extreme. And whether it's just they're just sick of it or they're just not hiring the right people or they don't have enough time or it's just you've got to get it across, get it done think, rather than get yeah, it. Yeah, instead of the writers being obviously uh, seasoned comedians who know how scripts work and maybe... You know, at first they weren't attracting the highest people, but then by the time you got to season five, The Simpsons was one of the biggest shows. So they were the goal for any writer to get to that show. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now I imagine they're more of a stepping stone. Like, yeah. Well, they're a thing that you want to have on your resume because everyone else has. Yeah. But it's just, it's instead of the destination, it's some way you pass through yeah. as you're working to bet towards to getting on other shows. And also, it just occurred to me now that, like, when these shows episodes were on, the other big show in the world was Friends mm-hmm. and Seinfeld. Yeah. And there was no other animation. And now they're competing with like Family Guy and American Dad. Yeah. And they're very clip or like story pod heavy where mm. there's a story, but there's like a hundred small little skits that don't really pertain to anything. And so maybe that's, we're seeing their reaction to that type of stuff rather than, because they're not competing with yeah. well thought out stories mm. that, you know, need to resolve and have to have issues come up. They're competing with Family Guy, which is a one kind of ridiculous story and a thousand small ideas. Yeah. Maybe that's, and they're just not that good at doing it because it's Yeah, there was a definitely show. an era of Simpsons where they really did have a very family guy feel. Yeah, and it's obvious as well. Like, I feel like in Mommy Beerus, that cards thing was a family guy bit. Mm. Yeah, it could be. But even family guy, like, out family guy itself after a while. And just like, I've heard a good quote, which is, two of the worst things that could have happened to family guy happened. First they cancelled it, then they brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> so when they brought it back, they felt like they were immortal and could do anything they want and kind of forgot what made them fresher to begin with. Yeah, right. All right, so time for my quick fire notes. Everybody get down, he's got notes. Pew, pew, pew. I think I've used that before. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Never used that one before. Use that again. <laughs> oh, I will. Principal Skinner and Mrs. Krabappel as they're stuck in their cars and they're arguing. Oh, if you've got something to whine about, why don't you go tell your mama? Oh, don't worry. She'll hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> I like it as well because he thinks he's like got her <laughs> in yeah, that I'll, moment. Oh, I'll tell her. <laughs> yeah. And Hibbert's office is now called HMO, Hibbert Money Making Operation. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, organization, whatever. Yeah. Another day, another box of stolen pens. <laughs> it's just, they're leaking all over the back seat of his car, too. The point isn't the pens, the point is the theft. Yeah. <laughs> Getting sticking it to the man. Mm-hmm. I love the conversation between Homer, Lenny, and Carl and how he keeps bringing it back to Mindy. Yeah, like, what do you think about that, Mindy? Yeah, she's all right. Here, you see the game? Yeah, she's pretty swell. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Usually you take a box of donuts and head to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, you're Mindy talking a during a coffee break. <laughs> yeah, he has a motorcycle. It's so like he's obviously so infatuated with that. Yeah. It's so adorable. Yeah. But when he's trying to win approval of everybody back, look, I'm the same old person. <laughs> Gets on his skateboard and just crashes into a locker. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do love the when he gets all his stuff off and he's like 
Hey boys, I'm back to normal. You beat me, you'd be beating one of my you one of your own. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the bullies were great in this episode as well. Hey, he's learning on his own. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of upper body work on Bart lately. Today let's pummel his kidneys. <laughs> You're goofy looking. <laughs> yuck, <laughs> yuck. So when Homer rips off the free shower curtain, he's so excited by this that he forgets that he's staying there a couple of days and he's just ripped off his free shower curtain. Shh, but it's free. <laughs> I don't think he cares because yeah. he's not cleaning the bathroom. No, that's true. <laughs> he's just too excited about the prospect. Yeah, how did we not mention the, oh, we're all out of these find a new love cookies. <laughs> well, open the stick with your wife barrel. <laughs> also, it's been a long time since I've heard a white guy's impression of a Chinese person on the air. Yeah. That I actually like went, oh, this is weird. This is obvious. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then the other guy who's got like a real thick New York accent, yeah. eh, St- stick with your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah, balances out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's rank this thing. BT, kick us off. I mean, do we even have to pretend? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Cubic Zarkodia. God yeah. damn, this is funny. And like you said, it's so well packed and paced and oh, so many good bits. I completely forgot we're in it. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah, no question for me. Nope. Ah, it's QZ all the way. If nothing but not for Colonel Clink, I would QZ this motherfucker. <laughs> if it was just Colonel Clink and Homer. The <laughs> if it was just Huckleberry Finn but with Homer and Colonel Clink, <laughs> and especially ghosty Colonel Clink, I would watch wow. the shit out that of that. That does sound interesting, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's a QZ for me, and I'm actually surprised. I came into this episode thinking it was a gold, and to be honest, as a kid, I often skipped this one it's a little more adult in theme i suppose so yeah it goes over your head a little bit maybe but yeah doing the whole critical eye watch like you really realize how masterful this episode is Mm. it's so complex and i just couldn't give it anything less than qz at this stage all right, so that'll be a unanimous Cubic Zirconia all around, and this will be joining other Season 5 Cubic Zirconias like Homer's Barbershop Quartet, Cape Fear, The Treehouse of Horror 4, and Boy Scouts in the Hood, and, yeah, other QZs like Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1 and 2, Bart Sells His Soul, Homer at the Bat, Mr. Plow. So I'm just remembering the Mr. Plow song. It's a $1,000 bill. Well, prisoners on it. All of them. Yeah, having a party. <laughs> the other unanimous cubic zirconia we've done with you is two dozen and one greyhounds. <laughs> ah, and what about Homer Goes to Space, whatever that one is? That was a unanimous gold. Was it really? Yeah. I, okay. I remember us thinking that it was iconic as hell, but it wasn't actually as funny or well-paced as we remembered. Yeah, mm. that could be true. I just the other one I can think of, but oh, see my vest. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you just had See My Vest and Colonel Clink. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they're singing as they're going down the river. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, oh, I think I'd... See My Vest. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that does it for episode 71 of The Simpsons Index. Yeah, thank God it's getting hot in here. It's very hot in here. <laughs> yeah, hit us up on Simpsons Index Facebook page. Hit us up on Twitter, at Simpsons Index. Also, check out our web series that we made, Dave Plus One. Mm-hmm. You can get oh, yeah. that at Dave Plus One on YouTube or daveplus1.com that's been BT Calloway hey hey that's been Phil Calloway ho ho <laughs> and I've been Elliot J O'Neill ha ha that's all the mustard <laughs> in the house fly my pretties fly <laughs> <laughs> thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes
for today's extra content. But uh, I wouldn't actively seek it out. I'm certainly not going to watch it more than, say, ten times in my life, I don't think. What was the episode called again? Postcards Postcards from from the the Wedge. Where are the postcards from? I'm guessing that's there's something called Postcards from the Edge. Yeah. I'm getting like a semi-autobiographical novel by, oh, Carrie Fisher. Mm. Apparently, yeah, it's Carrie Fisher's like semi-autobiographical. Uh, semi-autobiographical the semi-autobiographical novel and it was made into a comedy drama film starring Meryl Streep, Shirley MacLaine and Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. It's interesting because I saw a poster for another Dennis Quaid movie earlier today, um Switchback with <laughs> Danny Glover. Wow. <laughs> When I typed in to you in the message, "Hey, Beach wants his switch back," it auto <laughs> it auto made it one word, and I'm like, "What's, what? a, what's a switch back?" And I looked it up, and apparently, it's a movie with Dennis Quaid. And Dennis wow. Quaid. <laughs> like something someone programming iPhones yeah. is a big Dennis Quaid fan. Is <laughs> <laughs> that? I <laughs> know I'm struggling as well. <laughs> is he Trevor's? Is he like guy in Quantum Leap? <laughs> Uh, right, as in Dennis Quaid. Who are you? Independence Day, the first one. He's like, finally, someone asked. <laughs> is he also in Griswold's Family Christmas? No, that's Randy Quaid. Oh, yeah, wait, so- then who the fuck is Dennis Quaid? <laughs> I don't know. Hang on. Holy shit. Let's get on this. Sorry, listeners, but I know. There I are think- mysteries to be on. I think they're with us. Yeah. This time we played. Who is that fuck guy that looks like Dennis that? Quaid. <laughs> He looks um, Dennis Quaid. He looks like an old version of the iMac guy. He really does. Uh, Day Quaid. after tomorrow. That's what he's from. Oh god. Oh really? Dog's Purpose, Parent Trap, The Big Easy, Dragonheart, Footloose Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Seems no. like we're not the only ones asking who the fuck is Dennis Quaid. I'm pretty sure Dennis Quaid is asking who's Dennis Quaid. Even his agents like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you some. Who are you again? Yeah, it's like <laughs> Mindy. Who the fuck is Dennis Quaid? <laughs> Switchback. There it is. Switchback. Yeah. Wow. Danny Glover. So you look at the poster and it looks like you, you have to say like, Switchback. Right. <laughs> Two is somehow worse than one. Wow. In because... Sharknado 4, sharks jump us. Ooh, shark... <laughs> In space. Shark, sharks jump faster than light. I know. <laughs> yeah. On the seventh one, they really jumped the human. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ultimately, do you guys think this... Field? Field. <laughs> Did it felt like The Simpsons? <laughs> Did it fielded like The Simpsons? <laughs> you know what? You got you pronounced it wrong because you didn't put enough E's in there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, do you guys reckon this... Fuck it, I did again. <laughs> Ultimately... Do, uh, fuck. for... <laughs> got yep. inside yep. his head. What do we do now that we're in here? <laughs> um, <laughs> spray the walls! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I peed... In the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, though, did this feel like an epic fucking hell? (laughs) I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Um, I'd like to rate this Dennis Quaid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just like Footloose because the premise is so ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) A town bands dancing. And so these high school rebels decide to dance. It's, it's basically the Fast and the Furious, but on foot. <laughs> and those feet are loose. The Fast yeah. and the Footiest. The Fast, the fast and the, and the Foot Loose. <laughs> Get ready to switch back to Foot Loose. Yeah, this episode, much like Sonic the Hedgehog, gets me hungry for a footlong chili dog. Uh, what? What? <laughs> you guys never used to watch the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon? No. I, I mean, was, a couple episodes. I'm a Nintendo he guy. He was radical and he loved chili dogs. 
Oh, okay, because they were extreme? Yeah. All right. Gatorade. <laughs> back to the 90s we go. <laughs> it's just a switchback something. <laughs> Is that like in Love where you're writing a theme song for a movie that didn't have a theme song? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but for some reason, it was, I was going to go slip of the tongue, but switchback doesn't really fit. Yeah. It's a switchback. Switchback. You're suddenly facing the wrong way. Wrong way. You're run into danger. You're going to want to switch back. Down a dark alley, he's pulled a knife. You gotta switch back. Switch back. You gotta switch blade. You gotta switch back. Dennis Quaid, you gotta switch back. Dennis Quaid, you gotta explain who you are. Despite being in quite a lot of movies, yeah. But not a quite a lot of notable movies. Yeah. No one's like, oh yeah. Him like there's the three out of that that I would have any idea what they yep. were. Yep. And one of those was the disaster movie. He was in Jaws 3. <laughs> Oh, the good Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Most noted by scholars as being the one where they got it just right. Yeah, the one where they perfectly described shark behavior. Somehow improved upon the masterpiece that was Jaws 1. Is that, is Jaws 3 the SeaWorld Park? I think so. Oh, God. Mrs. Krabappel's line when she's stuck in her car. Uh, sorry. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. their fucking, I've got that Take disease three. again. Mr. Skinner, that's not his name. God damn it. <laughs> oh, the Piper. For papers, yep. <laughs> How many you know S what? Fs do one woman need? You know what? Oh, you're going to have a P as well? Okay, fine. <laughs> per fine. <laughs> this is a stupid bit. <laughs> I deleted scenes. <laughs> Moe's gets rebuilt in it. Re uh, rebuilt. Instead of... I'm catching your fucking thing. <laughs> Instead of a... Like, you wouldn't even know it was a high-grossing actor or anything. No, I don't think I ever knew it was the Fife. Yeah, <laughs> the Fife. <laughs> One, where's the Fife? Two, give me the Fife. 